Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. I poured in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was an IPA, the best IPA I've ever drank, mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops. You're scaring me. (laughs) I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Take some sugary water, throw some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's fine. From the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Everybody, it's another Monday. You know how I know that. Because it's Monday. Because we're here. Yeah, because the Romans, let me tell you, the Romans thousands of years ago decided that today would be Monday. So if you are pissed off that it's Monday and you hate Mondays, punch an Italian. That's before, their fault. before or after they kicked the Greeks ass? When did they decide? Look, that? let's not let's not bring uh, let's why you got to bring up old shit, dude? Like this is uh, well beyond that, right? Hey, we won our independence. Oh, you did? I think so. Or did just no one care? <laughs> Both. Okay. Both can let happen. Them, let them have it. <laughs> yeah, like, we win! After 400 years or 800 <laughs> years or whatever, they stole everything from my people. Yeah, there's nothing left. There's nothing left. We Let them have it. <laughs> we were used up. <laughs> we even uh, changed their beer culture. They even gave you a sense of victory. It's true. We're getting it back. Speaking of beer, uh, I went to the... Uh, the Oakland... No, it's never a beer show, dude. <laughs> uh, I went to the Oakland Greek Festival over the oh, weekend with my family. It, okay. If you know anything about Oakland, you know there's a lot of Greeks there. There Actually, there's a huge... So, you know, uh, oh. those of you in the Bay Area, like, you know, you're driving through Oakland and there's that big gilded dome... 
in the in the in the foothills somewhere. You will you will okay. know. Yeah. Um, that's the uh, that's the uh, Greek Orthodox Church. It's right by the Mormon oh, temple too. Okay. Uh, they have a giant Greek festival. So my my Greek nephew and I went and uh, we we waited in line for a <laughs> lamb sandwich for forty minutes. Oh why did God. they Why did they do their Greek festival right after Greek Easter? They're using all their Greek events. Well, Greek Easter, back back. Uh, I think the Greek festival is like uh, a, a, a stationary calendar year. Like every time it's oh. this weekend, the last oh, okay. weekend in May or whatever. Uh, but Greek Easter, you know, because we see, let me tell you, Warren, the Greeks actually use the, the, the original, the correct calculations for Easter. We don't oh. have this westernized version of Easter. Yeah. You know, it's not convenient. We were Orthodox. We want to make oh. things as inconvenient as possible for us. That sounds right. It sounds right. Yeah. Uh, um, but 40 minutes for a lamb sandwich, dude. Life, <laughs> life changing. Life changing. Oh. Life changing lamb sandwich. Oh, my God. So you'd do it again. I would do it, I would do it right now. I would leave the show. Oh. And wait in line in Oakland for a lamb sandwich. <laughs> you would drive to Oakland. Oh, God. Those Greeks know how to eat, man. You Those Greeks. Lamb. Yeah, the poor lamb. Those people. Right. <laughs> poor lamb. Yeah. They had one on a spit. Like really? on a barbecue, like in a little cage or whatever. Oh. <laughs> they, yeah, they, they slaughtered it to a... Uh, like Game of Thrones? It was an offering to Dionysus and, uh, or Zeus or whomever. Do they have other meat? All I ever hear the, Greeks eating is lamb. Well, because lamb is the best. I can't wait. Oh, okay. They're not patient people. <laughs> well, <I think> they, <laughs> yeah. how, do, how, do, how do they reproduce if they're only eating the lamb? <laughs> they're only eating lamb? Yeah. <clears throat> well, no, they have chicken and pork, but oh, okay. lamb is just, lamb is good, man. Oh. With a lot of lemon. L- lemon? You got to have a lot of lemon and a lot oh. of oregano. Oh. And that's all you really need, man. Very simplified. That in a forty-minute line. In a forty-minute line. Wow. Is there was there a beer in line with you? Was there so, a had beer? Uh, they had uh, Greek beer. It's called. Oh, was it? It's called Mythos. Mythos. And oh. it's uh, it's in a green bottle. Was that imported or something? <laughs> yeah. It was bottled beer. Okay. Yeah, it's bottled beer. Green bottle. Let's get right. Yeah. Or they had Lagunitas IPA. So of course oh. I opted for the Mythos. I got to support the brothers. Sure. And what uh, style was that? A pill lager, lager, nice. sure, yeah, <laughs> of the skunked. So you can have a class. beer while you're in a forty minute line. Yeah, yeah. and you can you have a pizza or like a somebody hold your spot for you. <laughs> yeah, you have a, a line be. partner. They're like a valet or something like yeah, exactly. like a, pawn. Be a bottle. Uh, it wasn't bad. The beer It wasn't very bad. It was uh, kind of sweet. It wasn't skunked yet. It, oh, was, it was fresh. It, it was pretty fresh. Yeah, I wouldn't complain. Uh, it was decent, and it's Greek. And I would have a lagunitas Yeah, I wouldn't have a beer. <laughs> Yeah, right. Well, you know, and I thought about it, too, and I'm like, well, look, I'm at a Greek festival. No, no, you're right. I got to be as authentic as possible. You're getting a lamb sandwich. Possible, we can right? do it. Yeah, you got the right. <laughs> yeah, dude. And little donut holes. So who tipped you off to get into the, the line? Did you go right into the line? Um, no, I showed up, and my nephew was already waiting in line. So he went around twice, actually. Because <laughs> uh, we showed up, and we're like, I'm not really hungry, which is stupid. If you ever go to a Greek festival, never show up It's, full. A, it's a food event. Yeah, show up Basically. hungry. Yeah. Because that's all there is to do is eat and listen to uh, bad music. Who's Greek? I know. Greek you? You made us listen to it last time. <laughs> I'll listen to make you listen to it right now, too. I'm all Greeked out right now, Warren. Shit. Uh, it's not Greek Easter, so I don't think you can play it. <laughs> Greek Easter. Uh, but it's good, though. Good, huh? Well, I went yeah. to Beer Fest. I mean, Where'd you go? That sounds uh, better. The, session Fest? Yeah, the fourth annual uh, Session Fest. In oh, man. Jack nice. London Square. It's that's right down there on the uh, Oakland Estuary. That's the Drake's one, right? Drake's Drake put that on? One of the founders, yeah. There, there's, a, like, there's a charity involved and all that. How was that? It's great. Really nice day, and uh, all the beers 5% or under. Oh, man. So you really had to Perfect. work at it. I forgot about that. I really wanted to go to that. It's, yeah, there's a lot going on. I think there was yeah. a... Uh, Wasn't there a f- I think City Beer had their annual their anniversary party 
Not at City Beer, but at another place. And wasn't there a Fort Mason Beer Festival, too, And then there was the happening? International Beer Festival. Yeah, I had tickets yeah. for that, too. I didn't go. I could have gone, but I didn't go. And then there was a, uh, some sort of beer event in, in Sacramento, the, uh, some sort of invitational oh, wow. beer festival. Well, and then there was the Greek Festival. So. And a Greek Festival. Oh, there yeah. There probably be kinds of festivals. Doc, was there a dentist festival? No, right. that, that was a couple of weeks ago. Okay, Flossing well, Festival. Yeah. Flossing. <laughs> any, any good beers at the uh, session festival? Oh, what did I like? Stood out? Uh, I, I actually liked uh, the Drake's Hefeweizen, which is kind of weird. Really? Well, you don't John, seem like John Galuli, the brewmaster, poured it for me, and it was like, obviously it was like the first pour off the keg. It was just like really yeasty. So he ran a few off, and it was yeah. still pretty yeasty. And I go, like, let me have it. Let me taste it. And it tasted great. I think it was the best beers I had all day, and it was way too you know, way too yeasty. But it didn't have a yeast flavor. It's weird. Huh. Well, you're into that shit now. So. Better. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, yeah. That makes me wonder about those beers. Maybe I can't taste the yeast in them. I keep saying, if it doesn't settle in a hazy beer, yeah. then it's then it's not yeast. But if it settles, it's yeast. Well, we'll get into that. Uh, there's a lot of feedback. Oh. About <laughs> about our, about our, now we know people are listening. Right. There's yeah. a lot of feelings. We should stop talking so they quit sending those letters. Yeah. yeah. It's weird that uh, uh, people have a lot of the things to say on the Internet. Hmm. Well, everybody's entitled to an opinion. Are, aren't we on the Internet? It's true. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. It's weird that we have a lot of things to say, Warren. Oh. I guess we're doing it right now. <laughs> yeah, we might be. Yeah, news uh, to you. Yeah. Yeah, right. We have a good show for you guys. Marshall is back from brewlosophy.com. Uh, we're here. To, uh, he's going to be on to talk about uh, a couple of experiments that he's doing. We actually have some beers to try, not at this break, but the next break. But I might oh, the blind tasting thing? Blind tasting thing, yeah. Oh. And then we have a little survey to fill out. And then uh, when we come back from the break, he's going to give us our results and tell us what we were actually trying to solve. Oh, man. Which would be kind of cool. And then we're going to talk. He did a, a, a recent um, experiment on fermenter uh, shape. Oh, cool. Because we've talked on the show, and Jamil said it before, and, and there's a couple. Uh, now I forget the guy's name. Um, Dr. The guy who died. Wrote a book, Fermentation Design. Or, uh, Noonan? Greg oh, Noonan? Greg I think, yeah. I don't know if he's a doctor. I thought he was. He might be. I don't uh, know. Maybe it's the wrong guy. Anyway, there was some guy uh, in the early 2000s, I think, who wrote... Like a book on fermentation design, and he oh. was like the. Um, You're talking about George Fix. There you go. The Thank doctor you. is George Fix. Doctor oh, Fix, yeah. yeah. And uh, he said that co- uh, um, corny cakes were a poor shape to ferment in at a five gallon level because they don't you don't get a lot of yeast arousal and you can mm-hmm. kind of get higher gravities than normal and whatever. So I think that's what Marshall was working on. Anyway, so we're going to talk to him a little bit about that and kind of what he found from his his tasting. They're good to condition yeah. in though. Yeah, they're good at conditioning, but I think, uh, well... Like a bright tank. Yeah, exactly. For a bright tank, sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I can see, see fermenting. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know. We'll half find full, out. though, maybe. You could, be, like, I mean, like when you use a zymatic, I could do like a two, two and a half gallons in a five gallon fermenter. That would probably be okay. That would probably be okay. And I, I haven't done that yet. Actually, I, I pico-brewed, I picoed, uh, or I zymatic. Friday, actually. I did a groditsky. Um, oh, the same one? The same one. I just, yeah, okay. same one. Uh, sure. No, the first time I did, I'd never fucking kegged it because I hate kegging. <laughs> is it still in the carboy? Uh, no, I dumped it out. Oh. And uh, cleaned. No, actually, it is still in the carboy. Hey, we can side by side them. Yeah. It's dead but not buried. But it was, uh, it was uh, you know, a smoked a smoked oak, oak smoked wheat malt. Oh, I had one of those beers. Um, and that's all. It's just four pounds of that. And then I used. Um, all, all smoked malt? All smoked malt. Oh, sure. And then um, for hops, I, instead of going like Hollow Tower or whatever, I used uh, German Mandarina. Oh. 
new I one. Just, I feel like it would be, I don't know, maybe those flavors would be kind of cool. I don't know. Did the smoke override that flavor? Or is it I don't know. Lightly smoked. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's fermented. I haven't had it yet. Yeah. I, it had a beer with, I had a beer that was 100% smoked malt at the Session Fest. And I'm not. I don't like smoked beers. Yeah, yeah. that's why you guys made me make that one. That one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, I said I'm probably not. Gonna, I'm not going to like it. I'm saying right to this guy. This yeah. Is, so I went to this is one of the home brews. It was a home brew tent. And I, I, I tasted. It's like wow, well, yeah, smoky, but not too smoky. That's amazing. I like it. it. Was all oak smoke. It was a wireman. Yeah, oak smoke. That's the same malt I use. Anyway, and, huh. I think it's. Uh, I think I don't know. And I may be totally wrong because I'm not very smart, uh, but I think if you use 100 percent oak smoked malt, it does. It, it's not that smoky. No, I think yeah. you drive a lot of it off. Yeah, or maybe it that's was stupid. the other one, the beechwood well, or whatever. And different woods have different. Oh uh, well, that's phenols, true too. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah so like the rauch or the yeah. peat smoke is is a lot stronger. Oh yeah, than oak yeah. smoke. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and, yeah. and like beechwood and all the other yeah. woods that they're smoking. There's not if, I, if you mm. like have like more than 25 percent. Smoke malt of those other ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a really oh, smoky right. beer. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah super he said smoky. he told me it was 100% smoke malt. I go, like, oh man, I'm not going to like this at all. It's going to be like <laughs> yeah. a sausage. Yeah. <laughs> Drink that sausage, baby. <clears throat> all right, before we get too far afield, which is probably too late, uh, I want to run through a couple things. I want you guys to support the people who support us. We literally would not be on the radio here without our fine sponsors. So anybody here uh, that you hear on the radio tonight, uh, go ahead and uh, click on their website, man, and buy their product and tell other people about them and then tell them that you heard about them through us. It, it would go a long way. It would mean a lot to us, uh, and that would be pretty cool. You can also support us by doing your Amazon shopping via our link that's on our homepage there, as well as hitting up the store and buying some hella sick merch. Hella sick. <laughs> uh, if you guys are going to Homebrew Con, which is in a couple of short weeks here, don't forget about BNA11, our 11th anniversary. Tickets are still on sale at bna11.eventbrite.com. There will be a live band, plus... Justin and I will be doing a live game of Find the Fake. A live game oh. of Find the Fake. Plus, plus, there's two pluses for you counting at home. A brand new game that's never been played ever before by anyone of the Being Alive times ever. Whoa. This is a brand new game. We came up with it, and we're going to debut it on stage at BNA11. So you really don't want to miss it. Go to bna11.eventbrite.com. Uh, brought to you by Nico Brew and HopTech. So much for nothing under the sun. Nothing new under the sun. Right? Because you just said there's a brand new game, but we've already played all the games. I don't know. I don't know. I'm lost. <laughs> I'm confused by you. There's nothing new under the sun. That's what I was told. From what? Everything. That's what I'm al- I've always been told that. Turn Warren's mic off. Uh, just kidding. I don't know. I, I, I still love you, though, Warren. It's all right. <laughs> it is all it's right. It's all right. Uh, let's do some feedback, Doc. Yay. Okay. Like that. Here we go. Like I said, this is a lot of feedback, guys, so uh, uh, get a beer and, uh, you know, <clears throat> settle in. Cheers, brewcasters. I really enjoy the show, and it makes the workday go by much faster with three to four hours of the session, sometimes once a week. However, I'm with others and saying that the hate for cloudy beers is unwarranted. JP and even the Australian author of Bronzed Bruce. <laughs> like I didn't right. bother to look up his name at all. He just wrote out. Right. Um, have mentioned that if the beer is cloudy, then it's obviously the brewer made a mistake and is just trying to hide it. I can't say that is 100%. Excuse me. I can say that it is 100% false in most cases. 
then you can't say that it's whatever. Uh, Heady <laughs> Topper out of Vermont is likely the genesis of the cloudy IPA phenomena, and to call that beer disgusting, as JP said, is just plain ignorant. That's ignorant. That, that brewery has sustained and grown itself for years, producing that one beer alone. Other breweries in the Northeast, such as Treehouse, Trillium, etc., and even breweries here in the South, I'm in Louisiana, such as Parrish, are making phenomenal beers. Well, it's not ignorant if I think it's disgusting and I call it disgusting. That's my opinion. It's not an ignorant opinion. I've had the beer and I think it's right. gross. And, and if you don't like the flavor of diacetyl and you taste a beer with diacetyl in it, <laughs> that gross. doesn't make you ignorant for not liking that beer right. or having diacetyl. Yeah, my contrary opinion is not ignorant. It's just that's what it is based on my uh, based on the, the one out of one tasting panel. Right. Uh, Parrish has three hopped up uh, beers, blah, blah, blah. The double IPA sits on the shelf an average of three hours before it's bought out. So to say these beers are terribly are terrible is simply A, ignorant. Ignorant. <laughs> Ignorant. It's ignorant. It's ignorant. You're ignorant. <laughs> and B, misinformed. It's misinformed. To go off of, my, uh, to go off of the, uh, the sample that we actually tasted in the studio is apparently now misinformed. So then are we always misinformed? Apparently, even, oh. even, with, our, uh, even with our life experience. Our life experience <laughs> is now misinformed. So even when I like a beer, I'm misinformed. Yes. Oh. Because you've had it. And that, mean, that, and that means I don't know anything about it. You're ignorant. Right. Uh, the difference, in my opinion, between these cloudy IPAs and the West Coast is that the cloudy beers simply aren't filtered. Yeah. Mm. Any home brewer knows of the haze of non-filtered or non-cold-crashed homebrew. I quit cold-crashing my own IPA because I like the color, haze, and hoppiness of these unfiltered beers. In short... Too late. I believe <laughs> the cloudy beer haters are simply West Coast homers for their own style. Mm. Almost. Oh, yeah. wait, wait, wait. I, I feel like there's been other beers in history that have been clear that didn't yeah, just come from the are, West are, Coast. Those are conditioned beers. You think yeah. so? They should yeah. say unfiltered, unconditioned, which means yeah. we didn't filter it and we didn't wait for it, the gravity to do it right. for us. We put it in your yeah. glass. Yeah, there's a phone call coming in. Yeah. Um, JP called it a fad and that these <laughs> beers must be mistakes because they aren't to style. West Coast style IPAs weren't to style when they were first introduced. Does that make the O's beers mistakes? Yes, it does. Yeah. It's a fad that caught on. Uh, th- that's my insert opinion. The fact is that the cloudy IPAs are fantastic beers, and the retail sales of these beers prove it. If you want to hate on it because you aren't used to IPAs looking like that, well, then that's on you. I do. But don't suggest that the brewers and breweries who have great success making these beers are only leaving them cloudy because they screwed up somewhere along the lines. It's simply not true. Um, Blah, blah, blah. This is from Aaron from Louisiana. Um, I'm not saying that uh, every uh, cloudy IPA is because a brewer screwed up. I think that was kind of the impetus for it. I think uh, like Hetty Topper, like this guy saying, um, they're pushing out. They're turning around beer too fast, I think. Uh, they've created a style or created a, a, a sub style of a beer that allows people to come in and buy it a lot more fa- a lot more quickly. It has a faster turnaround time, which is genius yeah. marketing. It's all marketing, and uh, and then it, it and then it, it caught on, and that's fine. I'm not saying that everybody who's making these beers can't brew. Uh, I'm saying that it is flawed brewing, and they're they're marketing flaws in what we know as as uh, as beer. I mean that's I mean you can't you can't argue with that a cloudy beer beer should not be cloudy unless by style definition it is so you can't say that it's not a flaw because it is a flaw I'm not saying they make shitty beer um, I think it looks gross what if there was another style definition well, what right. if you said okay there's cloudy IPA Bam. Yeah, then great okay then again and conversation I, and I think, over then yeah I think that's what they want 
That's what the want. New England well, so we IPA. Just, what we need to do here is consider acknowledging the style, which I have. I, I, I drink them. I have them quite yeah. a bit. There's some women waving. Have you liked any of them? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, find, I made myself, like, uh, you know, get over the haziness, not pay attention to what I'm drinking, and try it. You know, sort of like I'll put, like, two beers in front. Yeah, I'll order mm-hmm. two beers, one cloudy, one not. Have them kind of switch them up. So I'll close my eyes. And uh, I, could, I could tell, but I can see why people uh, would might prefer the uh, the softer edges associated with the hazy beer yeah. as compared to the crisper edges associated with the clear beer. I could see that. Because you can even taste the difference, even if, yeah. even if you don't know. Like, you would still be I mean, able to pick it out, I mean, these weren't the same right? beer, but they're, you know, oh, right. similar beers. Yeah. I, I looked and go, same ABV, they're hops. Mm-hmm. Okay. Same brewery. Like, okay, I can see this being a fair fair thing. Just, I'm just looking for more for the mouthfeel and the texture yeah, kind of thing. Which, I just, I, that's part of my issue is just I don't like that mouthfeel and yeah, texture so, yeah. that that You can see why they call it juicy. It's got the, maybe has the body of a, of a ju- you know, juice, some juice that has, you know, more in suspension. Yeah. Bev? Uh, line one is Roberto from HopTech. Roberto! Let's get him on the line. Roberto, my friend. Yes, JP, my wonderful friend. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, man? Uh, well, it's a wonderful day. We just got back from a wonderful trip uh, up brewing beer in numerous places. But so to, to the heart of my story. Yes, sir. Um, so Hop Tech. Okay. <laughs> You're right. Okay, that's a great story. Yeah. Tell, yeah. Yeah. tell us yeah. another yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was I the heart of it. Tell me the second I have story. To catch my, I have to catch my breath there. Okay, yep, so, you got to slow down. Um, when, okay. Wednesday, <laughs> Wednesday is will be Hop Tech's sixth anniversary under the new ownership, which is us. Oh, cool. Wow. Which is really cool. And at that, on that same day, there is going to be a, a, um, a tap takeover at our local beer hangout, which is Three Sheets on Village Parkway in Dublin, California. Um, when we, what happened was we did a collaboration with Eight Bridges. Eight Bridges okay. Brewing is going to do the tap takeover, and so they are going to be featuring my recipe Ooh. brewed on their system. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going big time, Bubba. <laughs> You're Sounds the real like deal, Roberto. What uh, time does that whole thing start? Yes, uh, we're looking at six o'clock. Six o'clock for a tap takeover. Okay, nice. Six yeah, o'clock, well, Dublin, we, California, for you Bay Area folks. Uh, this coming Wednesday, a couple days. Yes, yes, please, and uh, yes, and we brewed that beer. Uh, I actually helped them. Oh, it was nice. It was cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> what kind of beer is it? Uh, Imperial Red, uh, all Chinook. So some some of you guys might recognize it as Total Chinooky. Uh, sounds I like a celebration. Yeah. To a cu- I dragged I drugged it around to a couple of the San Diego NHCs. Yeah, this is my oh, arrogant yeah. bastard phone. <laughs> oh, oh, nice. but, but I, but I think I think we did a little better. Ooh, that oh, sounds great! I look forward to trying it. What's the beer called? Did you yeah. say already? I'm sorry. Total Chinooky. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, if I get there Wednesday, you're not there. All Chinook. Okay. All right, Roberto. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Everyone uh, in the Bay Area, check it out. Congratulations on six Thank years. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. 
Thank you. And no, thank you to all you BN supporters. I mean, we couldn't have done it without you guys. Uh, Cheers, we man. can't do a lot without you, buddy. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> I love you guys. No, I love Bye. You too. Bye, man. Roberto. <clears throat> guys are awesome. All right. Um, this is another one. This is from Clint. He says, I know this will be too long to read on air, but I just wanted to give my two cents. I wanted to comment on the anti-Northeast IPA or North England, New England. Yeah, there you go. IPA trend that the BN has been going on lately. To be fair, Tasty, who is apparently more open-minded than everyone else, sounds like he's beginning to see the light and that these beers aren't just yeasty messes. Not through the beer. (laughs) (laughs) But rather an interesting concoction of yeast and hop biotransformations, which lend a unique take on the hoppy style. I don't like it already. I'm sure there is yeast present in these beers due to their intended quick turnaround, but the yeast is not the main attraction nor a brewing flaw. Well, I mean, I beg to differ, dude. Look at the style. That's all. I think the issue is that it's a distraction. Right. Not a main attraction. I I agree. Who would want to go there for the main attraction? To a person that drinks clear beer. It's a definitely a distraction. Totally. Yeah. It's right. just like I'd, I'd much rather taste the beer As the beer comes this. up to your mouth, you just can't help but notice, like, what, what's going on? It looks like dishwater. <laughs> I was like, I grabbed the milk, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> right. But same time, if you say you're, all you drank was Hefeweizen, and so now you're now you're, you're You drank, wouldn't care. You just want to step a, tip one foot into the IP world, and these being so muddled have taken the edge off all that, you know, the game bitterness. Right. Yeah. Oh. Absolutely. This is like a game that makes it's the beer a crossover. Beer. Okay. Uh, maybe they shouldn't be called IPAs. I agree. I don't know. That's a fair question. Not sure what other style descriptor would work best for these beers. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think like Tasty said, call them unfiltered. Don't yeah. call them juicy because that's stupid. No. And that could be a, a, a good attribute. Yeah. Juicier the better. You know? Well, I think part of the problem, part of the reason why I don't like them, and, and we we have been kind of bagging on too much without having a, a decent selection of them. So I will I will acquiesce to that point. But I, I think part of the problem is there's people out there claiming that it's not yeast. It's yeast. Well, there's yeast. Well, there, there there's are yeast other yeast things in there. Too. Well, there's other things in yeah. there, but there's yeast, yeast in there. People are saying up. there's no. Ye- but it, but doesn't the yeast kind of hang on to the hop oils? And if the hops no, are in all, suspension, all the, yeast, the yeast is in no, suspension. No, the yeast should go to the bottom and take the hop oils with them. Yeah. That's the problem with having yeah. a lot of I've, yeast. I've seen a lot. I've, I've actually had people send me cans of yeah. these beers and that they pour out like uh, pictures, yeah. Yeah. and it's it's literally sludge in a can mm-hmm. of of beer. And to me, that's. That's gross, but, and it's a misrepresentation of what of a, of a product. But look, you like it, I don't, and that's you well, know that's, whatever. Move no, on. That's what people expect. That's, I what guess. The, that's the way it's been. Uh, they and, bought into all that. And who cares yeah. if they can't be shipped long distances, or that packaging and stability could be problematic? The same could be said for many artisanal foods or produce. Yeah. Artisanal produce. He must like performance art. You know, like <laughs> right. organic food may not last as long as yeah. pesticides. Yeah, he listens to Muse on on repeat over and over again. <laughs> Uh, the problem is that I suspect if it were Firestone Water, this is my, my favorite part. This is why I read this email. The problem is, is that I suspect if it were Firestone Walker or Faction or Rare Barrel or <laughs> some other super hyped California brewery that you guys are always verbally blowing that introduced these style of beers, you'd be all over yourselves in love with them, with the exception of JP, who hates anything with more than two hot pellets in it. Uh, that's incorrect. And uh, on that note, JP constant, uh, constantly talks about how boring IPAs are. And then when brewers finally start to do something different with them, and he, can ta- he can't talk shit about them fast enough. Make up your mind, douchebag. Yes, they're different. Is that bad? No, they're different. But in, in my opinion, they're different in the wrong way. I sometimes get the feeling that's more about hating on non-West Coast brewers doing something innovative <laughs> than not actually liking the beer. 
Maybe I'm way off base. It just seems strange that all the hate is coming from the West Coast. <laughs> huh. Uh, anyhow, thanks, Clint. I Rare Barrel has a sour, dry hop beer that is cloudy. Yeah, I'll, I kind of a lot and, of their beers are, are hazy and cloudy. Right. I mean, that's a part of the nature of sour beer with all the bacteria and stuff that's going yeah. in there. But that's, that's not what, the, that's not the focal point of the of the. I can right, see one. Of, I can see one of the big guys, Preston uh, Walker or Stone, whatever, possibly making a, a hazy beer. Just you know, I mean, and, not filtering it basically. And I would feel the same way about it. I told, yeah, as, a, as any beer coming from the East Coast. I don't know. I mean, the chat room's kind of... I wouldn't of, be like, I'd just be like, well, I'm not going to have that. I'd, I'd rather yeah. have the clear beer. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. see that as a East or West Coast bias. Yeah. It's a beer bias. And of course, it's not a East or West Coast beer bias. But people on the East Coast are like this, the, the little brother who, who demand respect after a while, and they think that they're paranoid. Oh, All the yeah. bad press well, has yeah. to be coming from the older brother. Well, that's just a normal human response. Yeah. Us versus them. I, yeah. yeah. I, I don't have... Yeah. I'm completely objective. Yeah. I mean, I, look. I, I, I think I assume opinion. everybody else is. That's yeah. my mistake. Well, in the chat room likes to likes to complain a lot too, and um, I don't know what are they talking about. Who knows? Who cares? Probably not what we're talking about. Probably not what we're talking about. Penises or whatever. Anyway, um, hello, Brewcasters. This is from Burns. He says, while on the long drive home from work today, I was listening to the radio, and they were going on about the Olympics that will be happening later on this year. This reminded me of one of the funniest BN shows I've had the pleasure of listening to, the Lunch Meat Olympics. Now, we all know your views on the return of Lunch Meat, but I put this to you. How about the Session Olympics? The Mm -hmm. long... The long pee, the long burp, and the good, bad beer chug. Now, that was some quality radio. If this idea stinks, you could please at least give a shout-out to a bunch of breweries in Western Australia. Let's see, the uh, Kalgoorlie Craft Brewers, uh, the Beaten Track Brewery. Uh, it's well worth the trip from Perth, he says. Thanks for the great shows. Uh, the Session Olympics will not be happening, um, but you can put the Lunch Meat Olympics on repeat. Like that other guy does with Muse. Uh, this is from Spencer. He says, Dear JP, I was in the shower this morning, and I'm not sure why, but I was thinking about your hate for hazy IPAs and how it makes me laugh when people take offense to your opinion. I came up with a great idea. The BN should start a Kickstarter campaign to buy these breweries some DE filters. I would pledge some cash just to see the comments from the turbid IPA fanboys. Anyway, keep up the good work. And oh, yeah, bring back the Amazon product of the week. Nah, that won't happen either. Uh, Bevo, here's a show idea. Book a brewery from the Northeast that produces hazy beer. Yeah, Bevo, that's a good idea. <clears throat> Don't do it. You should do okay. it. Okay. You should do it. Yeah, we probably will. We will eventually. You Don't know, worry. About, I'd say like, like about five years ago, maybe six, breweries around here were putting out an unfiltered IPA. Yeah, and, and Pyramid I, had one. Yeah, I think long maybe time that's ago. Good, yeah. yeah. And it just never, it didn't catch on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember seeing them and, and drinking them, and uh, and I remember a lot of people liking them, like that, that you know thought they were really better than than the clear beers. Yeah, but yeah, this never caught on out here. No, they didn't. Could and have I, been the brewery that that, that uh, it could have been. The and then maybe yeah, yeah, the quality of the beer, particular beers that were yeah. being made that way. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, I'm willing to try them. I keep telling people who write in, I'm willing to try these beers, but we don't have them here. We just don't. I mean, uh, Monkish is now doing them. I mean. Yeah. I don't know. Per- personally, I think it's, I mean, it's just a marketing tool. These people don't like these beers. This is my opinion. It's my well, opinion. I, I think <laughs> they don't no. like these beers. No, the and, people that are liking would, them. But I, they would rather produce clear beers. It's my opinion because you go to brewing school, 
You're producing clear beers. That's what you're trained to do. Anything that has a haze or a cloudy issue, you're trained that that's a flaw and that yeah. shouldn't be happening. I, they don't want to. Well, I mean, I'm we, generalizing, we, but we, there's some people well, I, I think that are making these beers just because that's what's selling. Well, I think no, it, I think you got to put yourself started. in the head of the average beer drinker. He does. There's no marketing to, for him to see other than what he sees when he goes out to the places he drinks. I think that's wrong, though. He's worried. There's no message being delivered. Are you He's kidding just me? ordering his beer. On the bottles, he, on the cans, on, in every magazine. Well, I'm talking about this hazy clear issue. Okay, all right, sorry. Right, he, he yeah. orders the beer. They don't tell if they don't. doesn't say it's a hazy beer. Maybe it does. Maybe the name implies that. He doesn't get it. He gets it. He tries it. He likes the beer. It's just better than uh, yeah. The beer that he had yesterday, yeah. the one he just had uh, for that. I, th- yeah. I don't know. I, think I mean, it's, he's not. It's, I no, think it's, it's an unbiased opinion. I think it's yeah. different. I don't think it's better. But well, again, see, you're, I haven't not had him. too many of them. You're, you're not right. the masses, right? You're right. If you're making yeah. beer, if you're selling beer, if you're, you're selling in the beer industry, you got to sell to the 90%, not the 10% right. that have, like, you know, spent their 25 to 35 you, you know, years, those that age group. Yeah. And now they're older, and now, they're, now they, they've learned a lot and remembered it. They're mm. in a special group. Yeah. Most of those that go through the 25 to 35 years old, at that 35, a few years, they forgot everything. Yeah. We're, we're hanger yeah. honors. Yeah. I we're think, in a small group. It's true. I think it was something that was born out of an accident mm-hmm. that either it was a production limitation, like, well, we need to sell this beer. Yeah, we got to get it out the We got to get out the door. Right. Like, who cares if it's cloudy? Which is not a great motivation, but then it sold. People liked it. And like, do it again. I agree. And I like, they say we and, like it better than the clear one. Right. And what are you going to do? I think. That's the the problem. There is that. Hey, maybe your regular IPA is too bitter. That's, like, <laughs> that's what I've been, I've been, I've been saying that for like six months. Well, oh, well, right. show. too bitter right. for it the customer. Well, right, no, right. exactly. At that point on their time, right? Again, yeah. So it's it's a, too bitter, and twenty five so to thirty five year olds so, are drinking all the beer every year. There's a whole new set of twenty five show up. Yeah. What do they know? Shit. If you don't, right. if you so, if you like a cloudy beer or a turbid beer, a turbid IPA, you don't like IPAs. Yeah. Right. You don't like exactly. IPAs. You, you, haven't like, you, you haven't had like it yet. Pale ale, you but you beer. like saying the word IPA. Right. Exactly. It's it's just a way for everybody to drink an IPA. Exactly. Okay. Let's put it to bed. Uh, this night. one is from <laughs> Doc's over here. Reading uh, those. This one is from Brandon. Uh, he says four things. It's a little long, but I don't care. Uh, hello, gentlemen and lady. I'm assuming he's talking about you, Doc. Uh, I'm writing to give some. Excuse t- me. <laughs> He has one on his lap. <laughs> I'm writing to give some feedback as well as to deliver the typical. I just signed up to be a recurring donor and email. I'll applaud for that. This is kind of long, but I feel entitled since I started donating. <laughs> He's <laughs> paying for it now. Yeah. I know so, he is entitled. Yeah. Uh, incredibly small amount of money monthly today. Uh, number one, after years of listening and on long bus rides where I talked Moscow's ear off after having too much Pliny in San Diego last year, I decided to become a reoccurring donor and finally did so this morning while I was doing the thing that I swore I would never do, get up super early on Sunday to brew while my family slept. I'm not sure what it says about myself. Then the re- uh, revelation came after I canceled my long unused gym membership and I was deciding who to donate the money to now that I wasn't donating it to 24-Hour Fitness anymore. Yeah. I'd much rather us be your stupid text in 24 hour fitness. That's for sure. Right. Uh, two, I'm a scientist, not a business person, so I may be wrong, but it seems like terrible marketing when Justin complains about doing the show and takes long, unexplained hiatuses. <laughs> I understand getting burned out, but maybe a better cover story would be better for the morale of us listeners. Here are a few suggestions. A, Justin is on rehab. Works. B, Justin is on a spiritual journey somewhere in the mountains of Nepal. Me. 
See, <laughs> uh, you got the location wrong. Right. Uh, Justin, is st- <laughs> Justin is laying low after an incredible night, which may or may not have led him to becoming a, quote, person of interest to the Concord police. Or D, Justin died. I know this might be awkward when he comes back, but he already kind of does look like Jesus, so I think most of us would go with it. Uh, number three, JP is a fantastic host. If I could muster up any fucks to give about Disney, I would listen to ears up just to hear him grace the airwaves even more. Well, I appreciate that. That's hard. That's fucking tough, dude. I just spit everywhere. Uh, number four, the third most important reason I listen to this session now is to see if you can get someone to pee on someone else. <laughs> Those are the days. Uh, I feel like we've succeeded in life. Uh, yeah, I think so, too. I think we can do it again. That's from Brandon, Chicago. Uh, Matt says, I'm responding to the episode on 5-9-16 in regards to the Twitter game. JP did not know what DPT is. I feel ob- obligated to inform him that DPT stands for Doctor of Physical Therapy. You probably don't care. Fuck you. Your show is awesome. Have a great night. I'm drunk. Okay, bye. <laughs> did you look up the tweet that he's talking about? No. Okay. No, I didn't. Uh, this is from Dave. He says, hello, brewcasters. After listening to the Rheingeist interview, I'm thoroughly impressed. For caveat, I know nothing about radio production. You know, a great interview. When, did we get negged? Is that a neg? Yeah, he's like, you did a great job, but I don't, I'm not qualified to tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, you know, a great interview when you forget it's an interview. And, I feel, and it feels like you're at a pub waxing about beer, and this was it. And the interviewee sounded totally comfortable, and JP sounded like he genuinely liked the beer. I did. I thought Jim, uh, Jim Matt, I believe is, was his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're making some good beer wherever, wherever it was. Uh, having listened to many years of interviews, the best ones happen when the beer is good. Or I'm full of crap. Great job, JP. I'm really growing to like <laughs> the Justinless format. Keep it up. That's yeah. Dave. Yeah. Or I might not. Or he doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Keep in mind, I don't know shit. <laughs> yeah. But I love this thing. <laughs> yeah, no one listens to me. <laughs> uh, this next one is from James. He says, totally being honest here, JP is a better host than Justin. <laughs> I, don't, oh. I don't agree with that. Uh, JP, great job hosting, buddy. Justin, sorry, pal. Also, suck it, JP. And this is all in caps. Also, also, you fuckers never told me what the song in the Drake's commercial was, you fucking slapdicks. Oh. Uh, we never knew. I think Jay was going to find it. Tell you yeah. what, email Drake's. They'll know. Yeah. I think oh, right. Because it's faster from them. It was one of well, their guys' band. It was one of their guys' yeah. bands. Yeah, yeah. I think it was That's the right. brewer Brian. Is that a guy over at Drake's tasting? Brian. Brian for Yeah, I can get it. Uh, I think that was his. Anyway, email yeah, it was, Drake's. It was. Email Drake's James. They'll, they'll they all produced his spot or something. Yeah. It was his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, two more. Sorry, guys. It's a long one. Uh, this is from Chris. He says, "So I've been listening to you all rant about cloudy IPAs, and I think we get the point. The conversation recently has been repetitive without sinking out a counterpoint. From my perspective, there are several good breweries. Blah blah blah. Blah blah. Uh, that almost <laughs> sounded like a counterpoint." Almost. JP hates every IPA, so why is he all of a sudden complaining about a style he doesn't? He already doesn't like? Because I'm in the beer industry. It's a new one to hate on. Yeah, it's a new yeah. one to hate on. Right. <laughs> and you know, in case you didn't realize this, Chris, we put on a radio show, right. and we need things to talk about, and yeah. we need to put out opinions, yeah. and we need to engage you, and it sounds like we are, so just relax. And we got black IPAs to go away. So. <laughs> we did. We did that. We did that. And <laughs> I think this show is the is the rise of the session beer. That's we, why we we've call been it the session, about, right? Right. We've been talking about session beers for like six fucking years on this show. And the past three years, now suddenly everyone's all about the session IPA or the session beer train. Hey, have you had this low alcohol beer? Brewing Network. I just made it. Just saying. 
why is haze a sign of bad brewing practices? Uh, dude, uh, come on. Uh, traditional it's in, it's in the archives. Yeah. <laughs> right, there's uh, 10 Traditional years. wheat beer is cloudy. Uh, many of these IPAs have a high percentage of wheat, oats, or other haze-inducing adjuncts. Why is haze acceptable within a wheat beer, but when you add more hops to a wheat beer and call it an IPA, all of a sudden it becomes unacceptable because it's not, it's not to style. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying these things are airs in style. I'm not saying that people can't brew. Well, again, um, can we all agree, though, that once we create a style... Make a new style for it. I don't care. Then, then it doesn't matter. Then it doesn't matter. If somebody says, you know, they're just misclassifying it. They want us to... Be back on this again. But clear yeah. beer drinker wants it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Move on. Feedback, man. What am I going to do? Just don't read it Gloss anymore. over it. Yeah. It's the same arguments and everything. Yeah, please. you're right. Okay, you're right. Yeah. We get it, he says. You guys don't like them. Get yeah, JP all revved up again? Here. Come yeah. on. Uh, hey, JP, it's Mikey from Perth. These last couple of Justinless weeks have really taught me something. Lunch Meat was the most special show because of you. You and Waron, W-A-R-O-N, oh, yeah. should do a show together. <laughs> Actually, you and, you, you and Waron should do a show together. Oh, it's a question. I'd listen to it. Also a question? Here. Also Bevo? She doesn't know she's... Oh, so just like last week? <laughs> right. Basically the Homebrew All-Stars episode over and over. Be in Skeleton Crew. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like all the uh, questions. Yeah, I'd yeah, listen I listen to it. I missed that. <laughs> I was in the book computer. I misread that. Well, wow, all these people writing Warren's us don't know what they're Warren talking about. In that show, yeah, you did. There's even a shirt about it. There's I even know, a shirt about it. I saw the shirt. That shirt. All right. Sorry. I promise in the future to not go on about cloudy IP. But no, it was, me, I'll get a beer soon. It, it was a lot of uh, feedback. So what am I going to do? I got to read everyone's feedback. Yeah. People um, have opinions. So, I don't like editing feedback. That was a representative percentage of the feedback. I see. Yeah, I like all of it. Oh. Um, Warren, do we have a Twitter game today? Uh, yes. Twitter game today is brought to you by Beer Law Center, who was supposed to bring you feedback, but I didn't read my notes. Uh, Beer Law Center, go to John at Beer Law Center. Uh, if you have a patent or a, a trademark issue or you want to open a brewery, he can help you do all that kind of paperwork and stuff, too. Uh, BeerLawCenter.com. John's great. Wears a bow tie. Handsome guy. He's in the South somewhere, but uh, don't fault him for that. He loves it, and uh, he does a really good job. He's a nice dude. He'll help you out a lot. BeerLawCenter.com. Uh, yeah, uh, since since obviously we had some feedback, people concerned about Justin's whereabouts, um, I figured we would leave it up to you guys because since he's got all this free time, he's been actually feeling pretty uh, philanthropic. And so he's actually starting a charity. Oh. Um, and so he's just looking for a name and he's actually also looking for the purpose of his charity also. Okay. So, so he wants to see, he's been, he's been spending time with right. the charity, but he he wants to have a direction for it. And right. The name. Well, yeah. so the name might include the he's, charity itself. It, while he's been sitting alone, he's <laughs> like, been deciding you know, to... The National Association. Right. Like, to, he's been deciding guys to whack off for put his energy yeah. into helping. Oh, my gosh. The only thing I could think of was some sort of masturbatory thing. Yeah, we're on the same page. Get <laughs> <laughs> him down. Uh, hey. Promoting, he, does he listen to the show? He, no, he never listens to it when he's on it. Promoting no. safe driving it now, with a hands-free uh, masturbator helper. Oh. Yeah, like uh, yeah, some sort of fleshlight, fleshlight. or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah so what? What is Justin's new charitable cause? What is Justin's <laughs> new charitable cause? Yeah, and really uh, what's the direction of it? Yeah, right. Yeah, what to get good, that yeah. into? Get a good name. Get a good direction. Yeah. All right. I think we've accomplished a lot here today. I think so. so I, I'm really fun, proud of this. Bye. <laughs> All right, everyone. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Marshall from Brewlosophy.com. Talking about fermenters, talking about beer, talking about a whole bunch of stuff. It's the session. Hang on. We'll be right back. Yeah.
You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? First Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can, featuring Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Brewing great beer is a process of continuous learning, and the best books on every aspect of brewing can be found at Brewers Publications with more than 50 awesome titles like Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong, Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles by Ray Daniels, American Sour Beers, Innovative Techniques for Mixed Fermentations by Michael Tonsmeyer, For the Love of Hops, The Practical Guide to Aroma, Bitterness, and the Culture of Hops by Stan Hieronymus and Radical Brewing Recipes, Tales, and World Altering Meditations in a Glass by Randy Mosher, plus many, many more. These are the books and the authors with the knowledge to push your brewing farther than you thought possible. And you'll find them all at fine homebrew and book retailers everywhere. And visit the website at BrewersPublications.com. Brewers Publications, all the best on beer and brewing. Last year, on the first Saturday in May, 11,000 participants brewed more than 19,000 gallons of beer. It's National Homebrew Day. This year, on May 7th, fellow homebrewers around the world will join in the global celebration of the greatest hobby there is, homebrewing. The American Homebrewers Association encourages you to be a part of this epic brew day. Go to homebrewersassociation.org and click on Big Brew. National Homebrew Day. There you'll find this year's official recipes for extract and all grain brewers. If you're going to host a public event, register it as well. The AHA provides promotional materials like posters, Zymer G Magazine, and display signs. And don't forget to raise a glass at noon central time for a worldwide simultaneous toast to homebrewing. Big Brew on National Homebrew Day. Be a part of it this May 7th. Visit homebrewersassociation.org for more details. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. 
MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to MoreBeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Marin Brewing Company in Northern California has been making award-winning beers for more than 25 freaking years. Today, I want to tell you about their new 12-ounce cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale. The good stuff, Mount Tam is bright gold. 5.5% ABV to keep you feeling good and has been winning awards since 1989. If you're visiting the Bay Area, get your butt out to Marin Brewing Company. They pour tasty beers and serve great food every day until midnight. Come in for a tour, stay for the food, and pick up a six-pack of cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale to enjoy at home, camping, biking, or whatever the hell you do. Owner Brendan Moylan has this to say about Marin Brewing beers. It's freaking awesome. Marin Brewing has won more than 100 gold medals in international competitions. Check out MarinBrewing.com for all their award-winning beers, food, and merch. Marin Brewing Company in Larkspur, California. Award-winning taste, refreshing finish. It's freaking awesome. Casters are back. It is a 401 beer. Whatever. All right, thanks for hanging on, everybody. While we get Marshall on the line here, I want to talk to you guys about a new book that the Brewers Publications is putting out. It's called Wood and Beer, a Brewer's Guide, written by Dick Cantwell and Peter Buchart. Now available. The use of wooden vessels for storage, transportation, fermentation, or aging of beer is deeply rooted in history. Today's talented brewers are innovating, experimenting, and enthusiastically embracing the seemingly mystical complexity, Jesus, of flavors and aromas derived from wood. From the souring effects of microbes that take up res- uh, residence in wood uh, to the character drawn from barrels or fooders, this book covers the history physiology, microbiology, and flavor contributions of wood, as well as the maintenance of wooden vessels. Explore the many influences of wood as a vehicle for contributing tremendous complexity to beers fermented and aged within it. Wood and Beer, a Brewer's Guide, is about both wood and beer and the mysteries that arise when the two come together. I got the book right here. It looks pretty cool, man. There's wow, a lot, that's a big book. It's a lot of good detail, some cool photos, too. It has an intro uh, forward by Frank Bond, Boone from Boone Lambeek. Oh, Boone so they didn't Brewery ask Lambeek you? They didn't ask me. No, and so I don't know. This is okay. This is how crazy I am. Because, you know, I wrote an article years ago for Zymergy. Oh, wow. About I mean, of course you did. I read it. Right. Several times. You built your whole life around it. I actually have it framed on my wall. I'll sign it for you. Oh, really? Annals of beer history. It's in the annals. It's probably in the anuses of brewing history. And it was on using, it was on oak and homebrew. Oh, yeah. And I totally just fucking caught myself looking in the bibliography to see if he referenced my article. Because it's life-changing, Warren. Right. Did he? No. Well, then he plagiarized. He did. So you should lawyer up. Where's John? Right, yeah. Beer Law Center. Beer Law Center.com, dude. 
Yeah. Uh, no, it's a really cool book. They did a lot of good job, and uh, a lot of good job. A lot, they, they did, did a really lot. good job. There's a lot of uh, weird sketches and drawings, but a lot of like uh, clinical information. And, and there's a really cool chart. Uh, there's a section in here from Homebrewers, actually. And there's a chart about what kind of oak to use when, like spirals, oh. cubes, oak, staves, powders, how to clean it, how to prepare it, uh, the contact time, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of stuff, which I don't think has ever really been in one thing no, before. No, that's There's, very, very valuable. And those guys are both experts. So I, I, yeah. It should be a really good book. Totally. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. Uh, anyway, Brewer's Publications called Wood and Beer, a Brewer's Guide. Uh, but now we have Marshall on the line. Marshall, are you here, buddy? I am here. How you doing, man? Doing good. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thanks for me. hanging out, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm glad to have you back after the first show that we did. Um, you know, people uh, people dug it, and I, I dug it too. Yeah. You know, we 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 uh, we like doing the homebrew thing around here, and uh, you seem to be doing it the best. So, uh, you know, we'll have you on every now and then, man, and we'll just uh, chat about what's new. What an honor! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like that? Are you really I, I, are you really yeah, going to embarrass us this time? Is that why you didn't want to be here in person? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, w- war on. Yeah, that's um, my my, oh. my my plan is I was going to send something that would definitely not embarrass you, and I ran out of beer, and so I'm sending you something that may possibly embarrass you. Oh, great! Yeah, so I, so I will be a war on. <laughs> According to Pivo, I right. It, yeah. right. So, what's new in the uh, Brewlosophy headquarters, man? You've you've had a, a few new uh, posts and experiments since you've been on last. Yeah, every Monday we've uh, we've kept up with publishing every, a new experiment every Monday. Um, we're doing some some uh, new stuff every Thursday. So, a couple articles every week that we're pushing out there. We just brought on uh Jake Houlihan who was writing for another experimental blog. Uh he'll be he'll be writing for us now and contributing uh experimental articles. He'll be focusing on the Hop Chronicles, which is a experimental hop project we've got going on. So, all kinds of fun stuff. And NHC coming up or Homebrewcon. <laughs> yeah, get, please, get, please get it right. Oh, oh now I'm interested. Yeah. yeah. So, just looking forward to that, having a good time. That's great, man. That's awesome. So we're going to chat with you a little bit about your most recent experiment uh, with uh, something to do with fermenters. What was this all about? Talk to me. Teach me. Learn me things. I'm going to learn you real quick. Thank you. So uh, about a year or so ago, maybe a little over that, we uh, I did a comparison of a uh, six-gallon plastic carboy, which are becoming popular. Mine isn't of the better bottle sort, uh, uh, but but it's similar. And I compared that to a plastic bucket. And surprisingly, out of a small sample size of 10 people, uh, seven were able to distinguish the beer that was fermented in the, in the carboy. And so um, really? kind of... Yeah, it was pretty wild. Um, I, I have no idea why. I, I couldn't <laughs> tell you why that was the case. But um, inspired by that and kind of curious how other types of fermenters might uh, uh, change the character of beer, we recently compared uh, six-gallon plastic carboy to a glass, a six-and-a-half-gallon uh, glass carboy. Wow. It's pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Do you have the wait, results of that yet? Wait, say that again. I'm I, sorry. Say that again. I don't think I really fully digested what you just said. I know. Here, let me just everybody breathe. Okay. It, we did plastic carboy compared to a glass carboy. It sounds like the stupidest idea, right? <laughs> same size, relatively the same shape. Yeah. It should be fine. You didn't and let you, that and you, uh, you always make a, a word. Same work goes into both, right? Yeah, exactly. Same work goes into both, and I even gently stir while I'm transferring to each carboy, so it gets the same amount of very, kettle tube. Very similar, right? Same, very te- same similar. temperature, everything's the same. 
Oh, yeah, they're right next to each other. Would there be a difference in temperature? I mean, the glass might be a better insulator than the plastic, maybe? Uh, so one, I, might, got, one might get the ups and downs more than the other, maybe? Potentially. I, that, that was one of my concerns was that the glass might be a better insulator. And um, and so I've got uh, these really high-tech sticky things that I put oh, cool. on the card. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Post-it notes? <laughs> I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting a lot of confidence in you, Marshall. Yes. Like, yeah, thanks, Casey. You're answering this very well. By yeah, the way. you're doing great. Yeah, so um, so I put this sticky thing on there. I think it's called a thermometer. Oh, yeah. Do the yeah. big boys know about this? <laughs> That's right, Doc. Does it measure and, hair? <laughs> so, um, but both of those were reading the same the entire time. And then um, I've I've done comparisons uh, with both glass and plastic in the past of uh, fermenting beer temperature compared to the thermometer, um, as well as like those the, the little laser gun. Uh, oh, yeah. temp- and they're all they're all within a half a degree of each other. So I I, I guess I put my faith in that. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> And so what do you attribute the difference to? You said there was a difference. Well, I can tell you what that difference. Uh, the, so out of 25 people, we expected uh, in order to and, – and I know uh, JP mentioned he wants to, maybe wants to get into the P-value talk again. Right. Yeah, I do. Uh, I like well, how yeah, talk about your P-value. It's value. always <laughs> too low. Got to compare the yeah, size of your it's P. Always too, maybe for you, Tasty. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, so, so in order to uh, – th- there's kind of this arbitrary line at, at, at a P-value of 0.05. And uh, in order for us to reach significance, we'd have to get uh, at least a minimum of 13 tasters out of the 25 who – participated in the um, in the experiment to accurately se- select the odd beer out and in this case we got 14 so just oh. one over right. uh, you know a diehard statistician is going to say significance is significance so uh, that would that would suggest that there there was a distinguishable difference between the two beers mm-hmm. between I couldn't the, taste it between the, the uh, plastic carboy and the glass carboy that's right yeah now, I know if you've mentioned this before who, huh. who were these drinkers like the people in the alley? Oh, it was a really good friend of mine uh, named Sean. I had another okay. really good friend. <laughs> I mean, these are people that have been around beer and, and would know have a oh, good God. chance of knowing a difference. Yeah, you know, we we've done we did a, a really interesting. Um, we, we ran some of our, our data over 60 different experiments where we uh, separated out those who have uh, 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 participated who were, say, like BG, BJCP judges, mm-hmm. and we compared them to people who, were, who just reported being, you know, regular old, like, you know, BMC drinkers uh-huh. compared to craft beer drinkers. <laughs> yeah. and, in, and in the end, they were all the same. <laughs> they're, they're, their performance yeah, was interesting. <laughs> no, you're what, talking about some knowledge, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. what, yeah. was I there, think you got a book here, right, on this one. That's a good fact. When they get it right, don't you ask them a few further questions to kind of see if they can describe it, the difference? Yeah, yeah so we, we – um so when people get it right, what we used to do is have uh, have have uh, the people who are – well, we'd have everybody go through it, but the people who got it wrong were filling out a dummy form. Because um, they're so, dumb. Yeah. <laughs> You're stupid. Yeah. Call it a stupid, a stupid form. form. Yeah. A dumbass form. So <laughs> – so the people who were correct, though, um, what we would have used to have them do is go through and, and have them try to guess maybe what the variable was um, and a couple of other things. But what we found is that in, you know, I think I think it, the point that we nixed that was 
uh, 58 or so uh, experiments done. And in not a single one, did we find anything meaningful from that data? And so in order to make, we're, we're, we're collecting, you know, more and more data with every single one of these things, 25 people, 30 people, we've had hundred and my, my buddy who's sitting here with me, Tommy, we had over 150 people, you know, uh, complete the, the survey at one point. And so wow. the, the shorter we can make it, the, the, the quicker the, the, uh, survey, the more people we can get. So, sure. So you, so you didn't really get any flavor description. There wasn't a pattern between the people that could get it right that, like, they were saying, like, oh, this one's more bitter. Or yeah, do we know what, like, what what they were what tasting? people were picking out? Uh, yeah, I, we're a species who wants to know why. I, I understand that. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the the thing about this one, was I just want to be no, told why, Marshall. I don't want to figure. You could it make out. it up. Yeah, yeah. I, want, yeah. I just yeah. want to be told why. <laughs> That's the it's the root mean. of all anxiety. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah so I don't know yeah. why. Yeah, right. Oh, shit. And so, <laughs> so um, with this one, what it will usually do, and it's, this is a little bit more, uh, not, not so much, I guess, scientific, but what we'll usually do is, you know, when people are done taking the survey, uh, we, we know if they got it right or not, because they usually will come and ask us or tell us, you know, what color cup they picked. And, and, uh, and so we'll, t- we'll kind of jot down their comments afterwards. Um, on this one, surprisingly, the most common response when the participants found out what the variable was uh, after I told them was, I don't need, I, I don't understand why you would do that. You know, that's such a, <laughs> such a variable. the beers tasted exactly the same yet. And a significant number, you know, right. pick, picked the odd beer out, which could, this could just be a statistical anomaly. That shit happens, but. Well, it is. If it was normal, just randomness, wouldn't uh, a one third of them, correct me if I'm wrong, get it right by randomness. No. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. In order yeah, to yeah. get the, the, the hmm. pie you're looking for, you just got to get like, just a few more, basically. That could be just like, you know, if you flip a coin 13 times, you're going to get six, you know, you know, six or seven of that. No, you could get 13 hits. And that just, that just happened. It just happened. Yeah. Yeah. Happen, what right? can, right. Statistically. It, divine intervention, sure. All right. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, uh, and, 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 and this is about as much as I think I'll go into the, the p-value stuff because I'm, I'm, I have a beer in my hand. Um, the, so do we, so we don't have any hard questions. <laughs> yeah, these are all softballs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got a hardball in a minute. Go ahead. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I can't right. wait for Tasty's hardball. Well, he just took the pill, so yeah. 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 He, he might even have two hard going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've been asking before. Go ahead. You're going to make a point. Mark. Put in so, one of those please. Uh, calcium chocolate chews. Anyway, sir. <laughs> God. <laughs> so so the, the way the p-value, in essence, the, the, the very like, like p-value for dummies, the way it works is that when you have a triangle test, the expectation is that one-third, if it's, if it's completely random, if there's no difference, the expectation is that approximately one-third of every tester or taster is going to select one of the three different samples. Um, the way a p-value works is that depending on the level that you place your p-value, which ours is at 0.05, that's pretty commonly accepted in sensory analysis. Um, it, it essentially creates a calculation where depending on the number, the, your sample size, however many people extra beyond that third, mm. that one third of the sample, mm. uh, it, it'll, and it'll say, well, that, you know, that number extra, we can say that, you know, um, um, that's more than what we would expect, even if it was past random chance. Mm-hmm. Right at this certain level, um, that's about as technical as I get about it. Right. Uh, <laughs> I get the idea for sure. First, I'm a, like a math major guy. Yeah. <laughs> so let, let me ask you this, Marshall. Yeah. Uh, you, the triangle test, I understand the p value and all that. 
What what about other uh, things you could do? Like, for instance, like, could you send a sample to the lab? Like, would the glass carboy have a lower uh, oxygen content than the than the uh, plastic? Yeah, we um. So we we recently uh, developed a relationship with a really cool lab out of Oregon called Oregon Brew Labs. Hmm. They don't. They, I don't believe they're doing like do testing of beer. They probably are, um, and I didn't. I just completely didn't think to send this to them. But we've had a few of our uh, uh, hop based experiments tested uh, for IBU comparisons, mm-hmm. um, and that's been that's provided that objective data that people hunger for. You know, yeah. and it's it, it really is fascinating stuff. No P value and, and, there. Yeah, and <laughs> here's the number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> here's the number. Yeah. So, um, and and you know, the cool thing about a place like that up in Oregon is it's really inexpensive, and anybody anybody can send their stuff into them to have it tested. So whether you're experimenting or you're just interested to see what's up with your beer, there's these places that are popping up because of the popularity of this hobby and and brewing in general. I think that that um, you give us all that opportunity to see what's going on with our beer. Very nice. That's crazy. We should take advantage of that. I mean, yeah. We should take advantage of that. I think so, yeah. If your beer's staling or if you're exactly. you know, finding diacetyl in your beer, you may want to like, you know, find out where it's being introduced at or something. You know, do some troubleshooting if it's at reasonable cost. Why not? Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. So are you going to run this, uh, this fermenter experiment again? I mean, do you go back and, and rerun these things or what? Yeah, yeah. So um, eventually – like probably years from now, I'll redo precisely this one. But right now, uh, the the ADHD guy in me wants to compare all of the different types of fermenters. So I I was yeah. able to just pick up a couple of those stainless brew buckets. Um, okay. And so uh, I th- I think the next comparison I'll do on that front is stainless versus glass, just to see if there's any because because if it if it is an O2 ingress issue, I'd expect that stainless and glass would be more similar than than the PET compared to glass. Sure. So, yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Less but, porous. But, okay, but are you going to be able to, you know, keep the shape of the, of the fermentation vessel constant? Because that's, that affects the uh, fermentation profile quite a bit, the shape yeah. of the fermenter. Right. Right. Presumably, right? That's, I mean, that's, you're going to have a stainless steel-shaped carboy? No. I mean, your stainless steel... I don't know. It the carboy shape. Not, yeah, the carbo- thing. Uh, stainless, yeah, stainless, yeah, yeah whatever. The thing. Stainless. Yeah. I want, you're not going to have that, so you're going to get a glass... Keg looking thing or something? No, this. The, so I'm not fermenting in a keg. Um, we do have one of the contributors, um, Greg Foster, is a is a rampant keg fermenter, and um, mm-hmm. I'll probably get him to do a comparison between, uh, you know, fermenting in a keg versus something else. But the thing is, you know, uh, we've worked really hard in most of these to to really narrow the variable down yeah, to, to a single thing. No, that's but at the same time. In, in, in a practic, from a practical perspective, oh. how many people are going to be out there huh. having stainless steel, you know, yeah. carboys that look like glass like, carboys? That, it's just it's, that's not the case. No, well, that, that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. so it's, there's the practical component. The, the, like the nerd in me really wants to no. to be able to to you know <laughs> yeah. to narrow it down, but but then you're not making anything that's useful. Well, yeah, you yeah. don't you don't want to no, manufacture things point. to manu because then essentially you're manufacturing a, a conclusion. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that right. nobody can use. It's yeah, right. completely yeah. unapplicable, no, right? Yeah. That's great. Yeah, okay. Well, then, yeah, so the – well, of course, another topic would be what does fermenter shape have to do with the taste of the beer? Which means I'd have to find a really large glass fermenter. I don't think – Well, I mean, that's another, <laughs> that's, another, that's another experiment. Get a big yeah. casserole experiment. dish. 
<laughs> or like those the, wine demijohns, like 10 gallon, okay, or 15 the 14 gallon, gallon ones. 14? That, yeah, yeah, that you could just fill up with five gallons and it'd be really wide and, and shallow. Oh, right. Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. You could just take mm-hmm. a, like a, I think we touched on this earlier, like a corny keg and, and try half full and versus all the way full. See the yeah, we were talking different. about corny keg things for a while, too, because we've been talking about that on the show for a long time. Corny kegs aren't supposedly a very good shape to ferment in. I've yeah yeah I've heard that yeah I have no idea um, I know people who ferment corny kegs almost primarily and have and I've had their beer and it's totally fine to me uh, yeah but what do that, you know that, that argument I mean, thank you thank you I honestly very What's little your personal p value <laughs> you get up twice a night don't you you gotta get yeah, that yeah, fixed yeah, yeah. that I, argument I, doesn't make I'm sense to me concerned with my own p value <laughs> because it doesn't, doesn't make sense to you Warren? the like the height and width proportions are pretty yeah. similar to what professional brewers brew in. But I think I think it's it's. But they get um, res- different results based on shape as well. I mean, I, well, no, right, but yeah. but but doing it saying, oh, you shouldn't do it in a keg because it's I, tall and skinny. It's like, well, that's what professional <clears throat> brewers brew. Yeah. Well, but I think it's the ratio of tall. I think it's taller than it is. It's, Not by much. It's skinny seen... and tall, but I think fermenter uh, commercial fermenters have a, a, a wider ratio. They're, they're wider than if you scaled. If you take that, if you take a corny keg. And scale it up to a, a, a you know a fifty barrel or seventy barrel whatever size. Yeah, it's not going to look like a if you walk into a, a, a brewery and see it. It's going to be you know a lot taller and skinnier. The ratio right? between Heretics one twenties and a corny keg are pretty close, yeah. except it's more of a conical bottom than the dish mm-hmm. bottom of a, well, of and a I, corny. I, I think that's that would be the only. I think difference. that's part of it. Well, it's part of it. It's yeah. part about the pressures and the shape. Well, right. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I have to agree. I've been in, in, in small breweries with high ceilings, and yeah, right. that, those those fermenters are essentially the same sort of right. format as a uh, as a as a, car, it, as a car. I'm not saying it doesn't make any difference. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it doesn't mean you can't make good beer. It's just no, not at it's all. Different. It's, 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 it's different. It's different. differently. Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We, that should be a new you style of beer. No, right. you'll get a different result. Like you could, I don't know. I know, like it. Uh, it's instance, like ester production, is what it. You know, the pressures are obviously different at the bottom right. of a corny keg than they would be at the bottom of a hundred hundred barrel fermenter. Sure. Shaped the same, but yeah. the pressures do have a lot to do with the height of the column of liquid, and the yeast will act different under pressure. So yeah, you just have to know your yeast and know what temperature you know responds well to. So Marshall, get a hundred and twenty barrel fermenter. Right. I feel like that's <laughs> well, the only way to test. That's this. the only way to test this. I, well, it's so, the first way to test. This. <laughs> <laughs> there we well, go from there. That's true. Uh, if, get a glass mis- one too. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> if, if I'm not mistaken, the um, the zymatic you, you ferment in the corny keg, right? You can. You don't have to. You don't have to. Okay, so okay. I'll, I'll, I pump mine out into a into a uh, three gallon carboy. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay. I get another nice. keg. Just been for, and for no reason, and, and and that's why we love talking about uh, talking to you because there's there's sometimes there's reason for shit that we do in homebrewing, and sometimes there's no reason at all. It's just that's how we <laughs> that's how we were taught. That's how we were told. Someone wrote it in a book, and they may or may not be correct. Sounds like life to me, man. It sounds like life. Yeah. So, so my, so I, I, now, now I'm even more interested to do the corny keg one than I am the stainless thing. You should be. There's an endless possibility. Yeah. So I guess that's good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Friendly. Yeah. I guess so. I don't, it also keeps me really busy. A corny keg <laughs> is stainless. <gasps> Fuck. Oh God. Wow. No. The, so the stainless fermenter that I've got, I don't know if you guys have seen these around. There, it's it's those um, SS Brutech like it's like a bucket shape that has a little. 
conical on the bottom. Yeah, with like a little t- I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so um, it, to me, it's a little bit it, – it, it seems more similar to like a bucket uh, that's just made of stainless as opposed to like a carboy or a, or a sure. keg. Okay. Yeah. yeah, the proportions are a lot closer to a bucket than like a more beer conical or something like that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Marshall, I have a question from the chat room. What up? This is from what up? This is from HH. He says, "Could you ask Marshall why they stick with the p value of 0.5 rather than something less conservative, as the consequence of a false positive is very low?" So, uh, so, so I'm not going to get into the mainly because I cannot at this point in my night get into the details. <laughs> but, but uh, the the so this is something that we've talked about a lot. There are two kind of avenues I'll go down for this one. The first one is um, I've consulted with multiple statisticians about this stuff, um, and and one of them is you know he's earning his PhD in stats right now, um, and and based on the statistic that we're using for what we're using, the the point zero five is acceptable okay um the the other issue is that it's what it's the industry standard for sensory analysis so if if i didn't use that i'd probably get more shit from people than i get for using it (laughs) And, and so it's it's easier for me to just avoid that the other thing is this we're a brewing blog. Come on. Uh, if you want to use the point zero one, uh, or if you want to use the point one zero, which is very, very liberal, uh, go for it. You know, um, I, 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 I think it's interesting to question what type of bias is driving one to, 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 to want to use the more liberal statistic, but who cares? It's just beer. I say this all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, if you don't buy the statistic that we're sharing at point zero five, change the number. Who cares? It's not going to kill anybody. You know, unless it does. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, it, it is just beer, but it's also fascinating. I mean, you know, uh, like you said, it sounds like life where we have to kind of overcomplicate things to, I don't know, maybe make sense of the rest of our lives. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like we have yeah. some control. We're like cutters. We're yeah. the, we're the, we're the drink. We're the alcoholic version of people who cut themselves. Right. Everything feels uh, less complicated if I overcomplicate this one <laughs> issue. This one particular, yeah. this one particular issue. Exactly. Yeah. The fact rack, racking to a secondary carboy distracts me enough to not focus on how shitty my beer tastes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. It works for me. Right. I tell you that. Yeah. Right it now. works for me. Yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> my totally. beer is not very good. Although I did brew, I have high, high, high hopes for this, uh, beer that i made like like Friday. to get it out of a carboy like to get right. it if i can get it out of the carboy dock <laughs> i'll 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 be ecstatic that's pretty well, high hopes see, it's pretty high hopes with the zymatic you could leave it in the carboy that way it's always kegged <laughs> just serve out of it right and, and then <laughs> then you don't have this issue of actually having to put it back into a keg right well that's true so let me ask you a question marshall about your personal brain like when you brew for fun <laughs> and actually to assuming you brew for fun uh and actually to drink at home have your experiments changed the way that you brew at home like uh for example the plastic uh versus glass carboy will you be changing the way that you ferment from one to the other based on this uh, okay that's a that's a good question that i i Thank don't you. ever ever get asked well, I'm, I'm a professional so <laughs> Just kidding. So, Shit. You know what, Marshall? Hang oh, on. We hung feel, up on I Marshall. I feel like he was sarcastic. I feel like he was sarcastic, too. I turned him on. Sorry. Go ahead, Marshall. I'm still here, bro. So um, <laughs> I, was, I was being a smartass. You hung up on me at the right time. Yeah. yeah so um, that, that's actually uh, – I do get asked that quite often. The, yeah. the thing is there are there – are, 
things that I've adopted based on the experiments. Um, there are things that I won't just because I think by doing so, uh, I either increase the risk of screwing something up or it just makes my brew day more difficult. For example, one thing I no longer care about uh, um, is getting kettle trube into my fermenters. I've done two experiments on that. And so far, even, even when I'm fining with something like gelatin, um, the, the, Batches that I make that have a higher amount of kettle trube in the fermenter tend to come out much crisper, more clear. They're not they're not distinguishably different based on flavor and aroma, but they're they have a, they have that really nice, light, crisp, clear character, and I prefer that. So I don't I don't worry too much about that anymore. Um, hold on. Okay. So um, <laughs> that Bert brought to you by Brewlosophy.com. <laughs> I didn't even have to pay for that one. <laughs> no, you didn't. So You're paying um, in other ways. Yeah. <laughs> God. So <laughs> so other things like um I've done a few I've, I've done a few like um you know uh 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 boil boil length, you know how long you boil and I've I've boiled pilsner malt for 30 compared to 90 minutes and those come out indistinguishable, but I still find myself just boiling everything for an hour uh because I kind of need the time to do other stuff during the brew day. Um, <laughs> so it's a convenience thing over a recipe issue. Totally utilitarian, absolutely. Mm-hmm. For the most part. There are other things um I the Vienna that I'm drinking now, it it actually um it moved forward in this year's NHC uh, was is a is a Vienna. Well, I, I submitted it in like you know twenty four categories, something like that. But it, uh, <laughs> I'll talk to you about that. This later. oatmeal stout is great. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I, I fermented this at sixty four degrees with a lager yeast, and it it came out tasting exactly how I was hoping it would. You know, um, so I I'm fine with that now. You know, I just don't worry too much about it. I guess. I think that's a good lesson. Because we, we, I mean, seriously, because um, there was a time in my homebrewing when I was overly stressed about these little things, especially the trube getting into the ferment or into the carboy. I would panic about it. I'd be super pissed about it. Oh, yeah, me too. And, and, uh, and, and then, you know, you follow the logical conclusion or illogical, I guess. And if your beer tastes like shit afterwards, well, it must have been that all that trube I sucked in there. Yeah, yeah, totally. Not not the fact that I I'm a shitty brewer or that I, you know, contam. <laughs> I I do have this theory, and um, I have some a couple friends who kind of disagree with me on this. But I I would say that the large majority of bad homebrew, the stuff that you JP complain about, yeah, is contaminated on some level with some wild weird yeast that that. Um, you look at all of the weird things that we've done that people blame bad beer on. And yeah. and they're coming out not tasting different, you know. Um, what do you that, mean? That, well, you, you look, uh, you know, um, fermentation temperature, um, which I still think is important. Don't get me wrong; I just think it's. I, I don't know if the field is as narrow when it comes to home brewing as it is for uh, maybe professional brewers. Um, okay. Things like like um, uh, uh, I, don't, I can't think of anything else really, um, but like uh, uh, yeast. Uh, pitching, building up a big yeast starter, you know, a day or two ahead of time compared to what Colin Kaminsky taught us about um, vitality starters. You know, um, there's all kinds of different aspects. Uh, fermenting with a bunch of kettle trube. Um, these are all things that, in the past, we would say led to bad beer. Yeah. And and yet we've got these large groups of people who are unable to reliably distinguish between a well-made quote-unquote, well-made beer, you know, and one of these poorly made beers. Quote-unquote. 
quarter quarter. Yeah. Well, again, back to me, this is not, brings up to me. You know, what about the lab work? When it would it, you know, have these staling agents that you know that survived that ferment because of all the troop? You would, you know, because again, the sensory is just a starting point, right? I mean, with the lab, you could find out whether the beer would stale in your in your home brew environment as well as commercial. Yeah, totally. Uh, one of the more interesting experiments that we did was on the, that 30-minute uh, versus 90-minute, um, you know, 98% Pilsner malt beer, um, and it was a boil-length experiment. And we had the both samples blindly sent into a lab for DMS testing, yeah, and uh, both came back with zero DMS. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I wouldn't wow. be able to sleep at night if I only boiled for 30 minutes. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. What am I – what do I, what I yeah. waste a yeast on that yeah. thing for? Right. But the, yeah. And I think it's – but I think what's interesting is we have to ask ourselves, and this is the psychologist in me, why do I feel that way? Where did that come from? Is it an appeal to authority? Is it because of something I read somewhere or what I heard somebody else say? And But it's not based on experiential data. It's not based on anything I've tasted before. Maybe presumptions about what I think I'm tasting in somebody's poorly made beer, you know, but – Maybe when you're older and you can't boil as hard as you used to, uh, you have to like boil for longer. Four or five times yeah. a night. Yeah. I heard low and slow works really well, actually. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, but that's a myth. No one can do that. Right. There's, a, there's additives for that. Yeah. There's additives, yeah, a little blue. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Keep Jesus. it under four hours. Well, Marshall, Bev, uh, the lovely Beverly is uh, pouring some beers for us. So you sent us some beers, and we're, uh, we're going to take a break here real fast. And then uh, mm-hmm. actually it's going to be kind of a long break while we digest the beers. And then we're going to fill out the form that you sent in. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about it. And you're actually going to be able to run the results and tell us what we did wrong, essentially, uh, when we come back, right? I mean, that's... You bet, man. Technology. Definitely. I love it. It's crazy. Instant gratification. You know, I'm going to start investing in, in technology. I'm assuming that that's a thing I can invest in. I think so. Just call up your uh, financial advisor. I will. Why don't you just believe in it first? <laughs> it doesn't exist. You're Luddite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're going to do that. And then, uh, yeah, we're going to come back. We're going to rap about that a little bit. And then... I think that's about it. Oh, shit. I think it's about it for the show. We're going to freestyle. So you want to hang out, uh, I don't know, about 10 minutes or so on hold, Marshall? Oh, dude. I got piss to take and beer to pour, so. Uh, well, here's a suggestion. You should leave the piss. Don't take it because that's gross. No, good point. Good okay, point. Thank you. T-shirt. All right, everyone. It's the uh, Brewing Network the session. We're here with uh, Marshall from Brewlosophy. We're about to drink some beer and uh, party. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special secret elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f- 
fucking shit. NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today hey this is brandon from drake's brewing company here to talk to you about our hop chef champion brewer competition hop chef champion brewer competition 15 awesome california breweries are joining us on saturday april 16th from 2 to 5 p.m at drake's dealership in uptown oakland each brewery is bringing a tasty brand new beer made with the randomly selected unique ingredient, including everything from ginger to juniper berries. Tickets are just 25 bucks and include a collectible glass, a punch card to try all 16 brews, and you, the beer drinker, gets to decide the winner. Saturday, April 16th, we bring the beer, you be the judge, and see who will be crowned the next Hop Chef champ. For more information, check out drinktrakes.com. Pure Pitch Yeast. Pure Pitch is yeast grown right in its final packaging. That means yeast that has never been exposed to the environment. And White Labs Pure Pitch Yeast for homebrewers is now available to everyone at homebrew retailers nationwide. Easy to use, perfectly sized, and ready to pitch. White Labs yeast packaged using their FlexCell process ensures the purest yeast on the market. Visit whitelabs.com to learn more about Pure Pitch, FlexCell technology, and how it's created. Then visit a homebrew retailer near you for your own perfectly sized package of Pure Pitch yeast. And you can say hello to your own little friend. www.whitelabs.com if you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the 
Brewers Association at craftbeer.com. Also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging, but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in, anywhere, precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. for sticking with us. Before we jump back on with Marshall, I want to talk to you guys about the folks at Great Fermentations. If you guys are in the market for Blickman products, there's no better place to go than greatfermentations.com. They provide the same-day shipping on a lot of main items. Their staff is some of the best trained in using Blickman products, and they have top-notch customer service. Uh, check it out. B, uh, excuse me. Uh, greatfermentations.com. They do have a promo code BNARMY50. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y-5-0. That you get $1 shipping on any order over 50 bucks through the end of May 2016. So you better jump on that. Uh, bulk grains excluded, of course. So check out those lovely people. Greatfermentations.com. Marshall. What up? What up, dog? Why'd you do this to us? <laughs> yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah. Hey, I like to computerize things. You're lucky you're all the way over there. You. Yeah. 
Was it was it tough? Uh, no, no, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't tough. It, and was, yeah. it, it wasn't a hardness level? No, it was hard to go back and, like, I didn't even bother to redo it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are, they, are the beers infected? They were harsh. Oh, boy. They seem better days. Uh, two of them were more harsh than the other one. That's so. got to be a bottling issue. Or it could be the variable. It could be the variable. But, yeah, know. yes, uh, one of them was definitely That's different. why you can't mail in this, this thing. One you was definitely different to me. I know, definitely. It makes it tough. One was different to me, too. So how do yeah. you want to do this? Should we go through and tell you which uh, we have a, a, He's got the results a blue, right there. a red, and a green? Should we go through and just talk about it? Or do you want to – do we tell you what, what we thought was different or what do you want to do? So let me um, – let's see. We've got Jason, Doc, Tasty, and Beardy. Is it just the four of yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. So I, I want to change my answer. I clicked the wrong one. You do one. this every time. No. <laughs> okay. Well, you, you can well, just say I, it. I actually was filling out the form again. To to send it to you, I didn't know you were actually going to do it. Like, look at what we sent you right now. Don't be embarrassed. Why not? Well, <laughs> before I, if if I change it now, it's unaffected by all these other guys because we haven't talked about it. So I, I'm fine well, with saying what my answer, answer is. I don't give a shit if my answer is right or wrong. Whatever. I want to change from green what? to red. That's all. Well, you can't. I can't change it officially because you got to go. The, the way this works is you as I can like bam. I'm going to yeah. send you another one. I'll fill it out again. Should don't, you send don't, don't fill it out again. That'll, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll skew the P value. I yeah. had the regular birdie tied up in the back. This is the yeah. real birdie. So just, I'm, I'm going to, I haven't it's told fine. you guys what the variable is. I don't know if you guys want to go into that yet. Um, uh, my buddy, Tommy from house Pendragon is drinking with me is the beer you're drinking. Would you call it harsh? Yes. Hands down, right up front. Oh, no, it's not harsh. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the one I got so, in front of me? Harsh. Okay, two of them are harsh. Wait, what two are harsh? Uh, I, think, I think Doc's talking like harsh is in the SoCal, harshing my vibe harsh. No, oh, no. No? Hips no. Harsh. Harshing yeah, is mellow? No, yeah. no. It, it's got a bite to it, kind of a harsh bite. Both of them, and then the, the red one and the, and the blue one. The red one and the blue one have a harsh bite to them. Yeah, they just they just had that. That was their difference. And uh, the green mm. one's a, a, just a little bit mellower and, and just a little bit nicer. Let's jump into this, Marshall. Why not? Right? You got it. What do you guys want to know first? I'll tell you anything you want. Just what, ask. What's the you difference? Know? What are you wearing for underwear? <laughs> so the, the what you, <laughs> underwear? Who wears that? So there you communists. Go. There's Marshall. the answer. Communists. The, so the difference. On this one is um, I've been very curious since I started brewing uh, about the impact or the difference between roasted barley and black patent. Oh, you mm-hmm. bum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so uh, one of the batches, it's, a, it's a, a porter that I believe started somewhere around 1054, 1055. Um, one of them has a pound. I kind of went overboard on it. So when you said harsh at first, Doc, <laughs> I thought maybe that's what you were referring to. I went, I went a little overboard. One of them have a, has a pound of roasted barley, uh, uh, a little bit of C60, some uh, or sorry, C15, a little bit of white wheat, and the rest uh, two row. Okay. The other one has the same grain bill, except it's a pound of black patent of black malt. Um, anybody want to talk about what we might expect the difference to be? Well, as far as harsh, I mean acrid kind of, right? Just right, ashy. Yeah, ashy, yeah. kind of sharp. Ashy like my feet. So, uh, <laughs> just in case anybody doesn't bond, know, buddy. Uh, Marshall sent us um, a triangle test. Two yeah. beers are the same. One beer is different. And right. We have to pick out which was different. Right. 
There's a, a red cup, blue cup, yeah, green so who, cup. Yeah, so who should we be listening to here that actually knows? Because uh, who got it right? Oh, Tasty, why don't you, well, just go ahead and you, you, well, Marshall got it right there. Oh, what do you think? Which was the different one? Uh, the, my, right. Mine was the green one. The green one? Yeah. That was different to you. That was different to me. Why? Uh, because the other two were accurate to me. They were just, they were okay. just sharp. Uh, the other one just had, had a little bit more, it just was more mellow and okay. just kind of easier to drink. Okay. Uh, it just didn't have that, that, that sharp kind of, I wouldn't say tanniny, but it's just. It was a little more rounded, maybe? Uh, the, the, the one in the green one was a yeah. lot more. Was exactly right. It was more rounded. It was just smoother. Okay. A nicer cup of coffee. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I do. Uh, Tasty? Same as Doc, except it's the red one. Oh, okay. Really, really, that's exactly what I experienced. Yeah. All right. It's and yeah, it was it was like an astringent, acrid difference to me is what I noticed. But when it was cold, I picked the green one. And then when it warmed up, it, it seemed like it was more of the red one. Okay. I didn't go back in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going back in. And so, yeah, that's why on the, the form, I clicked the green one. And then when I came back after the break, it's like, uh, yeah, I could. now it might be the red one. But you, but anybody could say that. I mean, I, I don't. I don't mean to sound like a dickhead, but the reality is, <laughs> it's all right. You're the one with the .05 p value. It'll show. Oh, we'll find out who you're. Oh, burn! Hey, it's more conservative than your .1. Oh, <laughs> right. oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna liberal all over your face. With my <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we've got Doc and Tasty and and, and uh, Warren. What, Jason? What'd you pick? Well, I picked the red one as being the different one, but I picked it for a different reason entirely. Oh. Uh, when the beers were cold, I got a lot of um, butterscotch in the nose, in the blue and the green. In the red, I didn't. Hmm. And so that's the one I focused on. And then trying them, the red and the green were a little bit... Uh, I, the, the red was a little smoother. Okay, and uh, I was like, "Oh, that's weird. Uh, it must be some sort of boiling thing or some weird kind of thing." So, anyway, regardless, the red was different, and so that's what I picked. But it sounds like for the wrong reasons. <laughs> but now, but, yeah. but, but now going back to them as they warmed up, I don't get the, the green. I get a lot of like butterscotch deal going on. Um, the blue, I got a little bit more acrid, but I still think that the uh, the red is a bit easier to drink it's a little smoother it's a little has a little more depth to it interesting that's interesting that's my conclusion and this was my conclusion yeah. you're sticking to it <laughs> yeah. you got to the same place just a different way it's a totally different way <laughs> yeah. yeah i took yeah. a shortcut yeah. well, he, he no, doc described exactly what I yeah. yeah so this is always the awkward part the reveal um so the the put your one pants was, back on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> not philosophy. And I'm at home what alone. What are you guys right doing now. there, by the way? Oh, you're alone yeah. now. What happened to Tom? No, I'm not alone. I'm still <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not alone. Yeah. <laughs> Both of you guys put your pants back. Tommy was smart. He left. Yeah, <laughs> I heard him laughing in the background. Yeah, he's there. So Tommy, what do you think? Do you, I, I, so uh, anymore. Be, the, the, here's the put him on. Yeah, he's the one drink. Here, here, go ahead, Tom. He's you drinking more than you. Yeah, put him. I, I, I don't have the other one. Oh, I ran out one. of the other one. Yeah. So oh, the good one. Not the good one. Which one was that? That must have been red. Divulge. It's it's smooth. I, I don't know what they'll say about it. I don't know. I didn't take the test myself. Mm. 
But you had all the beers, and you experienced the same thing. So Tommy does not have the roasted barley beer. Tommy is drinking the black patent beer because I, um, I gave, I drank the roasted barley beer. <laughs> so that's the one you prefer. Yeah, you had a preference. Oh. I did have a little preference, but um, but in blind, it's weird because in blind triangles, um, I couldn't detect a difference. Uh, I think I got one out of six right, and I'm. I'm happily drinking the black patent one now just to kill the keg. The um, <laughs> Yeah, and I actually enjoy it. So when I first heard Doc, two things ran through my mind. <laughs> he must be a super taster because it's Doc. Or he picked the right one and really hated the black patent one because the correct one is red, which is roasted barley. Okay. So, so yeah. those who chose, that was a nice little review. Yeah. Hey, you made him happy. I'm amazing! I'm supposed to reveal That's why I was like, I... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even do a drum roll. Oh. I know, I know. It's okay. Well... So the red it, is black... What so, did you say? Black pat... No, roasted barley. Roasted barley is the red one. Uh, mm-hmm. Green and blue are from the same exact keg. So if, if you... Which means that if you experienced blue and red as being different... Yeah, then, definitely. As being different than green, um, then, then you were experiencing a difference that was illusory because unless <laughs> the bottle... And, and, and the problem with shipping bottles... Yeah. Is that it could be that one of those bottles uh, uh, developed some sort of a problem? I shipped them off what two weeks ago, JP. I think it was. Um, I got them Friday, bro. So I shipped them off like five days ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like th- maybe maybe you got them Thursday, but yeah, it wasn't it's that an long HC ago. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get yeah. some little bit of diacetyl in the in the blue and the green. I got it in all of them. It was just the the red one had a bit more. Harsh roast, acrid astringent mm-hmm. flavor, which is interesting because black patent is the one that's that's noted for being for, for imparting more of that acrid, ashy kind of character. Yeah, what are we, what are yeah. we learning from this? Uh, well, What's I don't know what, what what you kind of what you <laughs> want to learn. The, um, what I well, what I took both from, were used in moderation in this recipe. So, so I mean, like if you could have pushed that a little bit, we might have the average drinker could have seen a bigger difference. Potentially, yeah. I what I did is mm. I I went over and looked at a whole bunch of kind of common uh, porter recipes for five gallon batches, okay, and, sure. and and most of them didn't have much over a pound of roasted malt. A lot of them had a lot more um, kind of a blend of like chocolate malt, black patent, and roasted barley. Mm-hmm. And so what I did is I just condensed all the roasted malts into one. Um, and then added just a little bit of extra stuff so that I wanted to drink the beer later. <laughs> well, and, and I, I know some people define the difference between porter and stout as whether they use roasted barley or black patty. That's yeah, kind of what I've the, – the the guiding rule I've tried to go by also. Yeah. That that was one of the big inspirations for this uh, – for me to do this test is that that's how I've always looked at it as well, that black patent is used maybe a little bit less of black patent for a porter. Mm-hmm. Roasted barley is dedicated towards stout and it's used in higher proportions, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, is that not true now? Or did we kind of solve ba- ba- that riddle or may- maybe make it at least less uh, important? Well, I'll uh. tell you this, that I've still got some data collection to do. But um, uh, in the first, including you guys, in the first 10 people who have taken this, only one, two, three have gotten it right. That's me. I'm one of them. One of three. 
I'm going with three, Lupe. Wait, wait. I am too. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Tasty and I are one of three. Well, out of ten. Wait. Verbally, I did it too. I just Whatever. clicked the wrong one. Whatever, Warren. Oh, oh yeah. Right. You don't matter. It, one, it of three. one of three. Right. You did you it. Still got to stay after school. Yeah. Now I want a shirt that says one of three. One, so, <laughs> I I think one of the interesting things to to talk about, and again, this is this is what tickles kind of the what what drove me into a profession is Ooh. the response from people when they get it wrong. Um, because we have a group, <laughs> we have a group of friends. <laughs> the we, shaming. We well, it's no, 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 no. I'm not shaming anyone, but I think there's a shame component for sure. I think you're shaving. There's a, you see a trend, a pattern. A pa- oh, oh, definitely. I mean, we, we're. I think we're pushing. We're now pushing something like 82 experiments, oh. and wow. so. You've seen the beardy pattern before where he says, well, I really meant to choose the other one. Oh, we see that often. (laughs) I said it before the results were read. You say it before the results are read every time, though. (laughs) Okay. It gives you two chances to win, you see. Well, no, but I'm I'm abandoning the first answer. I'm abandoned. If really? I, okay. I, I wouldn't time. go back. Abandoned like his first kid. If it ended up being the green one, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I was right the first time. <laughs> all right, all right, Marcia. Marcia, what interesting pattern have you seen? I would seen? do that. Oh, there's, there's multiple. There's, and it's, oh. I, th- this, might, this might make kind of something uh, fun to write about, actually. But, um, you know, uh, we have a group, of, uh, a group of local people who take these all the time. And sure. so I get to watch, you know, a, a bunch of the same people take them. And, and you know, I'll usually tell them what the, res- what the, what the variable was at the end. And, uh-huh. there, you know, there's the – I think, you know, lately the people who have done it the most are learning that if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It doesn't matter anymore. But there are those people who take it really hard. You know, oh, <laughs> I thought it was it's embarrassing, right? So, they leave yeah. early. So you've ruined yeah. some of your friend's self-confidence. I'm so, so out of here. Stupid. I'm, well, so yeah. Beardy, I'm not coming back anymore. Self-confidence was ruined before they took the test. <laughs> <laughs> and hinging it on a This is what will validate me. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, this well, is my maybe, maybe this is like poker. These guys do it at the same time at the same place. Yeah. Oh no no no! We well, well yeah basically a lot of times well, it's like poker night right here we are oh. right this is the challenge here who's going to yeah. get it right who's not but and that's you're the putting a, you're putting a prize on it like if it was just an individual you <laughs> never know whether you got it right or not who cares right I would I would say that um, a good eighty percent of the time it's one person at my house taking it and 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 walking away um, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> kicking over his plants as he exits the <laughs> shit right so stupid. <laughs> But it's the part that the part that's so curious to me is that who cares if you're right or wrong? Yeah. I mean, there, there's Life. a lot. There's that's a lot attitude. of attitude. Yeah, who cares? Because well, you're wrong. Both no, of you. it's just an opinion. It can't be wrong. It's an opinion. It might it might keep me from getting a job later. <laughs> okay, I can understand that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's 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 really fascinating that, to see the the that response from people. And then you know, there I, I um one of the one of the funniest response patterns that I've noticed is the person who owns that there was something about it that was that was really different. You know, mm-hmm. and, I'm, and I'm saying, well, dude, I poured it from the same keg, and they're like, there was something in the cup then because it was different. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm like, man, the, the, the odds of that, the odds of the fact that the dust particles that were in that oh. fucking cup made it taste different than the thing that I actually was testing. Yeah, like that. You know, and, what, and it, what are it, the it, odds on that? It's, it's got to be lower than point zero five, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah. it could happen. Apparently, <laughs> if if you fart during one of the tests, do you have to do a retest? <laughs> I don't think we're sure. Yeah. Oh, okay, so there's a good crosswind. This <laughs> <laughs> yeah. little cross breeze yeah. going through. Okay. Test so any, that was interesting. Yeah. That was really cool. Um, yeah. So you're saying we don't need? To, so I, but I still don't understand. 
Do we? Do we? Do we uh, well, do we use roasted barley or not? Tell no, me. No. Just tell me. Now it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, well, I mean, but, uh, clearly you picked one you liked, so use that one. Maybe your preference. Which one yeah. did I pick? Oh, fuck. Uh, the shark's one. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, which one did I pick? The red one? Yeah, you picked the red one. Marshall, remind me again how I won. Why yeah. I'm right. <laughs> yeah, tell me why I'm right. You picked the one okay. that's different. Suddenly. You, you, picked, you picked the correct one, the red one, which you also preferred over the other one. Yes! But what grain does he prefer? Thank you. So that's roasted barley. Yeah, I knew it. I always oh, knew that's it. That's the better barley. It is the better barley. Yeah. That's well, and, and I think something that's interesting about this one as well is that roasted barley is an unmalted grain, whereas black patent is a malted and roasted grain. And yeah. so um, it, when we... You didn't know that? <laughs> I didn't know that. That's why it's not malt. Uh, it's just barley. Uh, wow. Oh, I, yeah. guess I never really thought And doesn't that. the husk fall off I, I during think the roasting the, process? I, I think it gets burnt off for okay. a lot of them. Okay. Uh, one of the arguments that I – well, I don't know if I should call it an argument, but something that I've read – I'm when not I sure, yes. You can make it one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. God. Um, one of the things that I've read is that um, particularly with black patent, one of the reasons uh, people think that it imparts this ashiness is that more husk remains intact because of the malting process, uh, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's, I, you know they, look, they look naked to me. <laughs> Yeah, they do. Yeah. Especially roasted barley. Roasted barley almost has kind of a, a like a wheat Shiny. sort of look. Right. In it. Yeah, it looks like the husk totally. is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm, whenever I've made my oatmeal stout, I've I've talked more and more about pulling out the black patent, pulling out black patent every iteration, and finally I just removed it entirely, and and upped a little bit more of the pale chocolate, mm. and used the the roasted barley, because I I can't stand that black patent acrid bullshit. I can't do it. Which is. And, and maybe there are sensitivities. I mean, that's another mm. thing that, that we can't measure with this is, you know, w- what if the people who got this one right really do have some sort of a sensitivity to that acrid character? You know, I, I, I there's no way for me to. You have, He's you're a very, very sensitive, sensitive person. Very sensitive, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, and, and I, I guess that's, uh, that's part of this. Uh, that would be kind of interesting to somehow to test or even write about or whatever. Just the, the sensitivities, uh, sensitivity levels in different people that you're getting to do these tests. It's a college today. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's because, different well, because it's, it's there and I think it, it might help, uh, you know, us as home brewers to be like, hey, if we're giving our beer to the same, you know, people, yeah. it may not be, uh, it may not, and they don't like it or whatever. It may not be that our beer sucks, but it probably yeah. is. It's. It's that they have a sensitivity to, you know, right. like uh, the the roasted barley or black patent or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's probably already been done for the food side. I'm real you know, dumb, but didn't we have a woman in here who does that at UC Davis? She studies, like, people's flavor thresholds for all that stuff. Oh, that sounds really familiar. She, she had, like, a, an off-flavor kit that she yeah. brought in. Oh. And her yeah. job was... I barely remember any of the shows, but I do right. remember that. I mean, it's bit. a hazy fog, <laughs> but I think that that is... There's people out there doing that. And we actually have talked to them, apparently. Marshall, there you go, dude. <laughs> well, listen to the archive. Woman. Yeah, I, yeah I, I will say, I will say this, yeah. and and uh, to the chagrin of my local friends, I'm sure that uh, we we recently um, partnered up with Flavor Active, who oh, they're great. the ones who, yeah, they, they produce a bunch of those off flavor kits. So, yeah. um, you know, I, hey, here's, I here's your task: go out and find every publican in the state of California <laughs> and teach them the off flavors. It'll change craft beer forever. Oh, that'd be great. The guy that orders the beer. Well, the, Those guys I, have I, the keys to the kingdom. 
and this is this is the asshole in me. I, I, I would what I would love to do is get the people who think they know those oscillators oh, yeah. really well. But you'll fuck their lives up. Who even that's cool. So you do like ruining people's lives, yeah, right? Well, well, you know, I think they've ruined their own lives. No, themselves lives. You're valuing their lives uh, based on their beer sensitivity. Yeah. I'm. Okay. Tr- I tell you what, I'm drinking one of those beers now uh, that uh, has an off flavor and shouldn't be purchased. But you know, what do I know? Are you going yeah, to tell I saw us your face? No, you... I'm not going to say what it is. No, no but he, his, his face was just priceless. <laughs> I goes, oh, I got yeah. a fresh beer. Yeah. He's, he's enjoying it. I look like a snake smelling a bunch of rats or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get that well, off the tongue, man. Well, I recall I recall the last time I was there, there was a there was a particular beer on, and I think I think you, Jason, referred to it as a um it tasted like a kerosene in a glass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hmm. And I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot, actually. And well, you're, nice. you're, you, you know, you probably self flatulate too. Yeah. <laughs> I totally self flatulate Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. Don't we all self flatulate I think so. I've, I've never been oh. other flatulated yet. Right. But. Well, you know. Time is, you know, the, the night is still young, Marshall. Uh, uh, strange oh, things can happen. Yeah. Tommy's speaking, still there. Speaking of uh, strange and awesome things happening, have you guys heard about what's going on at the AdamandEve.com website? What's Whoa. going on? What? Well, of course, if you go to AdamandEve.com now, for a limited time only, very limited, of course, you'll get 50% off just about any item. When you select your one item at 50% off, You'll also receive three free adult DVDs plus a free exclusive gift. And to top it all off, they'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. So in the past, we've always talked about how the, the exclusive gift is like a random yeah. thing. And it might be – it could be a lotions or lube or a plug or something. They've, they've claimed it. They've named the thing. And they're giving you the same thing. It's called the clit bumper. Oh. Ooh. I, don't have, I don't have one of those, though. <laughs> Well, you don't need to bump it then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then you don't need this. Oh, okay. Well, you do. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if two oh. gay guys are like ordering from Adam and Eve. Like, I don't, what am I? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Uh, the ideal pleasure ring for couples. He'll love the Flip way it this love. <laughs> if you use it backwards. Is it... All right, guys. <laughs> Just flip it upside down. He said. <laughs> I thought he was looking at his phone. Yeah. It was just fucking nonchalant. <laughs> this guy's a problem solver. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even know what we're talking about. Oh my! I think it was voice texting. No, right. Just a little upside down. Oh God! I'm gonna get fired. Hey, <laughs> it might, but you might like it. Oh, it's true. Uh, he'll love the way this love ring lets him stay harder for longer, Marshall. Um, it increases it increases the strength of the orgasm and your key value. She'll love the way the pleasure nubs thrill her sweet spots. Apparently, there's more. I can't Whoa, find more. The, I can't find one. Yeah, nope, and there's multiple. Now, now I have to find more than one. How many? Where's Bev? Hey, be glad like there's multiple. multiple. You find it's kind of a shotgun effect. Bev, how many sweet spots do women have? Oh my god. Because it's, we're talking about the clip from, from right. Adam and Eve, yeah. and it says so sweet spots plural. <laughs> right, S. I gotta look this up. Right, we don't even have one. Thank you. Bev says we don't even have one. It's a myth. We, all of them. 
Oh, so that all night looking thing is just like fruitless? Every one of them. Anyway, soft and stretchy, made of premium silicone, compatible with all water-based lubes. AdamandEve.com. Use code BNARMY, B-N-A-R-M-Y, at checkout, AdamandEve.com. Oh, God. Oh, I, can't, I can't even right now. Yeah. <laughs> you could even uh, bump a clit if you wanted to. Oh, did I miss something good? Um, no, no, no. Just the Adam uh, and Eve library. We were laughing. It was yeah, just the, yeah. Yeah. Just the best part of the show, every show, yeah. is the Adam and Eve library. Right. Yeah. And yeah, you That's missed it. Yeah. Uh, Marsha, are you going to uh, you're going to do some of these uh, triangle tests at uh, Homebrew Con, right? We, we have. I've partnered up with... A good friend of mine from alesofthereriverwards.com named Ed Coffey, and he's doing the brewing for this experiment that we're going to have at uh, homebrew.com. And um, I think it's going to be an exciting one. We're not telling anybody what it's about, of course, but we uh, look forward to having any of you who are there involved. Uh, you know, find us. We'll be walking around with a couple of kegs. Do you want to? I want to bring them by. We'll do a live show or yeah. something. Or yeah, a live piece. Or something. Well, I, I was going about to say. I wonder if you guys can just use our booth as like a home base. Uh, we've got uh, that. That um, that's an option. We, Marshall, uh, I swear to God, if you found, say that you're going somewhere else, I'm going to hang up else. on you. Yeah, no, it's not that I found anyone else. It's, okay. it's that we've got so much shit going on that week. Uh, okay. And and but but definitely, oh, I would love before. to stop by and do some live tastings or um, okay. use it as a <laughs> use it as like a stepdad home base type of thing. Um, that was basically him saying, "It's not you, it's me." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, no. I I mean, it sounds really great. Let me check my schedule. Right. I'll get yeah. right back to you. Yeah. Well, I love the tastings. It ain't gonna happen. I, I like all the time I spend with you. I've just got to go be other places. Yeah. I got to see a man. No, no, no. I, in all seriousness, yeah. I would love to come by and hang out there for a, a long time. Uh, I'm not the one brewing the beer or the one bringing the kegs down, so I yeah. can't make all the decisions without talking okay. to people That's first. fine. Yeah. Well, hey, man, if you need a home all base, look somewhere else. We'll record it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, well, Marshall, unless that's it, uh, we're going to let you go because uh, I'm full for Im- information for the day. Never learned to fill you much. up with info. Thank you very much. You're welcome, man. Uh, no, I appreciate it, man. Uh, this is uh, this is cool. I liked it. It's a good time. time. <laughs> yeah. Turns out, it's always a good barley. time. <clears throat> always Before a good time. Black pattern, it doesn't matter. Hey, check your p value. Yeah. Well, we don't know it doesn't matter yet. It might. Matter. Oh, that's he needs right. To, he needs to finish gathering information, right, Marshall? So, Marshall. Oh, good. No, go ahead, Daisy. What's the website? How do people find out more about these other experiments? Yeah, so the probably the best place to go is um, Wikipedia, and uh, I'm what? just kidding. The, so, so <laughs> Wiki, I like how you roll. <laughs> well, I love Wikipedia, by the way. Yeah. You, you want to go to brewlosophy.com. That's um, you can type it kind of however they all redirect at this point. But um, brulosophy.com, and there's a spot on the on the top menu bar that says experiments. Um, it has every oh. experiment that we've ever done in a searchable and sortable uh, f- table. How many? Wow. Are, how many are there? Oh uh, God! I, I think last I counted, there were eighty-four. After so this eighty-four, morning. and you haven't even heard of this guy. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> wow! But you're making the rounds, man. I see you more. They're and more all cool. On... I like the one. I read the one today about the uh, uh, gelatin versus the uh, biofine. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. Awesome. And so, which worked better? I, want to ask, I had a question about that. You got to read how much, it. How much? How oh. much? That's a whole how, different show, Beardy. What, what would happen <laughs> if a, if a vegan got as, as much gelatin ah. as they would find? In a pint of uh, gelatin, you know, gelatin cleared beer. What would happen to them? 
where they like uh, implode. Explode. Yeah. <laughs> Can you do a test of what percentage of vegans get pissed when you give your them a beer? Your, I'm sorry. I know your wife's a vegan. I read that. No, so, no, that's not my wife. That's so. So oh, Matt so Waldron right. is oh, one of the contributors. Oh, who, he's, oh, that's right. His wife. His wife is vegan. Okay, so no, no, no. no but they, it's I, more about the principle. I get that. So yeah, exactly. he's the one with a miserable life. <laughs> Sucker. Well, well I, now I, I will tell you something that I think's kind of funny is that um, I, you know, I've have, uh, you know, I have vegetarian vegan friends who come over and they sure. want to just drink the beer, and I'll tell them straight up front, you know, hey, listen, every beer I put through my you know, my kegerator here is fined with gelatin. So there's, you're, you're eating animal parts. And when it comes to beer, that seems to be kind of like this pass for a lot of my friends. Now there are a couple who are not, and I don't mean to minimize, you know, their, what they value in life, but, uh, it's, it, <laughs> yeah, it is kind of an interesting observation, I guess. Just beat them with their leather belt. Well, when yeah. I tell a friend about, like I made a beer and I put an ingredient in it, I have to also tell them what major or minor effect it might have on the beer. I mean, you just can't see it's got gelatin in it. So they might expect, like, well, I look in the glass and half of it looks like it's jello. Yeah, you have to explain. You have to explain why. it. There's a, a certain amount of beer knowledge. Small amount, like, yeah. a, you know, a one teaspoon for five gallons, and it yeah. all settles to the bottom or most of it. And never gets into the into the into the glass. Oh yeah, I'd be I'd be willing to bet that if it were put under a scope, that that, yeah. that there'd be very, especially you know after a week in the keg, that there's very little, if any, actual gelatin in the beer. I think All I right. think again another experiment. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. We need a, you know we need to kickstart uh, fund you a gas chromatograph. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, go for it. I'll give you my address off air, yeah. and we'll. It's going to be used one, though. We couldn't, yeah, yeah, we'll call away. Let's get we couldn't get 10000 for lunch meat. Would make you think we're going to get 30000 for... Well, this is a much better I, I cause. We don't need a gas mechanograph. This is a much better cause. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, All right, Marshall. We're going to let you go, dude. Yeah. All right, guys. Awesome having uh, talking with you guys. Yeah. Hey, we'll see you in Baltimore, right? <laughs> Thanks for having us oh, on. I'll, I'll yeah. be in Baltimore. Unfortunately, I won't be able to make it to BNA 11. I fly in what? later that night. Well, we have real friends there. Don't worry about it. We'll get by. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but we will be you know hopefully we can catch up at a karaoke bar. I have oh this yeah yeah. Justin's your guy there. Yeah. Oh dear. Is yeah. Justin a karaoke guy? Find the trashiest oh, yeah. uh, dive bar in town. Yeah. That's where oh, he'll be. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, Sammy. That's karaoke. And There's I was no gonna go. I, I was gonna go, but now I just changed my mind, so I'm not going. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Marshall. All right, guys. All right, dude. Later. Later. Great having you. That was cool. It was great. Well, I like having that guy. I want to have him on every once in a that's while. That's all great stuff. Talk I'm about so engaged. Shit. It's so interesting. Yes. It really is. Yeah. Well, and it impacts exactly what we're doing. It's like the next no, level no. of, of so homebrew. Sure. Somebody else shit. just to make the mess. Right. Right. That's exactly. Yeah. We don't, see, Doc, we don't have to do anything for it. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. the kind of work that we like here at the BN. Less work. Not. All right. We're going to take a, a real fast break, uh, about five minutes or so, and then we're going to come back. We're going to do a little bit of beer news. We're going to do a little bit of Twitter game, and then that's it. We're out of here. Are we? It's the session. We'll be right back. Hang tight. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. With over 20 years of experience making world-class craft beer and more than 100 gold medals in international competitions, Moylan's Brewing Company is not just a pretty face in craft beer. Just ask Brendan Moylan. What do we got here? The beer of the hour. Moylan's, gotta love that big M. It's like a sign of awesomeness. Moylan's. Woo-hoo! 
It's got an extra kick to it. Let's pour this bad boy. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Moylan's. The end of the night when the kids are finally in bed, the wife's in bed, <laughs> nobody's bothering your ass anymore. That's Moylan's time. Moylan's is for you. Yeah. It's to help you out. Yeah. It helps me out. What? Well, because it's freaking awesome. Northern California brewed. It's brewed with love. With love? Oh, yeah. Tremendous. And it's always best where? Moylan's. you got to try it on tap at Moylan's in Novato. They're freaking awesome. Not only because I own the brewery, because I love the beer. Cheers. Boom. Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale takes big beers to a whole new level with rich malt balanced perfectly with delicate hops and now comes in four pounds. Pack tall boy cans so you can take the party on the go. Or come to the brewery, take a tour, and try any of Moylan's fresh creations right from the source. Check them out at Moylan's.com. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support. Like... Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and a homebrewer's answer book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any any brewer, whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the BrewingNetwork.com. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanisha, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Hey there, b 
Army, have you heard the latest at HopTech? Since HopTech has doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts. Monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including white labs, Y yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. They even have all grain systems from Grainfathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems, thanks to Jade, the brand-new all-grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you and all of your brewing questions over at HopTech.com. HopTech, totally not sucking since 1983. Tampa Bay has become a great destination for craft beer lovers with more than 60 breweries and counting, like Cigar City, Tampa Bay, and Coppertail Brewing. One of the newest breweries is Four Stacks Brewing Company in Apollo Beach. Four Stacks believes that the West Coast can't have all the fun. So while we feature West Coast beer like Stone, Ballast Point, and Green Flash on tap, we also brew hopped-up ales to our liking in the West Coast style, even as they're truly Florida. Come in and see for yourself. Four Stacks hosts monthly homebrew club meetings, bottle shares, and partners with local restaurants for free food delivery while you enjoy your pint in their new tap room. Stop by Four Stacks Brewing and support the greater Tampa Bay craft beer scene at a brand new community-oriented independent brewery four stacks brewing bringing the best of the west coast style and attitude four stacks brewing company in apollo beach florida you're listening to the brewing network because like beer radio shouldn't suck All right, thanks for sticking with us, everyone. <clears throat> Excuse me. I got a thing. I got a ting cut in my throat. I got a ting in my throat. Well, what would that be? Something from Adam and Eve. and <laughs> <laughs> vibrating, and I can't get it to stop. It's a good thing it's waterproof. I didn't want to tell you guys, speaking of waterproof, I don't know, uh, beersmith.com. If you guys are in the market for a brand new uh, way to organize and formulate your beer recipes and you haven't checked out beersmith.com, you're, you're pretty dumb. Go to beersmith.com. It's oh, a 21-day free trial. So dumb that you're probably adding too much roasted, no, too much black patent when you should be using roasted barley. Right, exactly. And you can right. change all that right up in the... In the uh, the whole program, because uh, they did it wrong the first time. Guess what? It's you can change really it. easy to change it the second time. You can change it. Yeah. So check it out. 21-day free trial, beersmith.com. You won't regret it. Uh, Brad over there works hard to make sure that you have exactly what you need to make great beer, which is information, really. Uh, you want to repeatability, hit your numbers. Warren broke his uh, headphones. He's looking at them. These like, things uh, are so broken. You know, like when a child, like when you were a kid and you just like make a, uh, uh, I don't know, you like break your favorite toy yeah. and it's in two pieces and you're looking at what you're, you're moving your eyes from hand to hand, which has each piece in it. I'm, I'm waiting to see if I can fix it in 30 seconds before I start crying. Or just get another set. I think just start crying. Get another set. They're actually really hard. The ear muffs. It's You'll be fine. The ru- the, yeah, the foam part is just off. The, f- the foam. Oh, oh, oh the foam. Can't you see the foam part is oh, off? The eh? foam part. I gotcha. Hey, so uh, you guys out there in Radio Land were hearing us uh, talk about our trip to beer camp. 
where we did our slow oh, clap. Yeah, cool. Vienna Lager. Well, it's ready. So you yes. Bay Area people. I had it. Tomorrow, what? I had it. You had it? Yeah. Well, how did you have wait, it? Wait, when did you uh, have it? You uh, fart. I was coming by uh, Faction and. Uh, what? Faction yeah. won't have it. Yeah. yeah. Why does Faction yeah, have yeah, it? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's got. Stuff. Wait, Roger has Roger, it? Roger was actually there. Roger he, has slow clap. Not on. No, he didn't have it on tap or anything. He just kind of pulled stuff out from special places. Yeah. What? And so, he, so he tapped an advanced. There's a. I'm not sure if he. Okay, I'm not sure if he had yours, but I had, I, had a, I had a whole collaboration thing of all the the beer camp things, and it was. Oh, are you talking oh, about just like the what, oh, beer cramp no, across America? You're thinking about the 12 pack beer. Yeah. Oh no, this oh, is that's different. not us. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, we're good. not okay. that cool. This is different. No, we're yeah. not that cool. No, we did slow clap Vienna Lager. Okay. That's a who all was involved there. Public House, Gotham Club, and the Berg Network, right? Three three way. Yeah, and yeah. How many guys? No, and 12? four the Gotham Club apparently. Oh, Gotham Club. Yeah. Yeah. Right. How many of you guys were there? Twelve or so? Something like that. There was a bunch. And you all got together yeah. and you developed a recipe. And they we developed a recipe. It. We picked a style. I threw out a couple beer styles, right. and uh, the Vienna Lager hit. And oh, then, that's uh, a great style, man. Yeah. We had uh, you worked on the malt bill, or maybe yeah. Nate and, Nate and I kind of picked from the list. They had a big two-page list of all the malts and hops that we could choose from. Yeah, nice. And so we kind of had an idea for a recipe going in. Um, and so it was just a matter of trying to, to match up everything that we could um, and kind of improvise yeah. a little bit and work improvise, with the group. Improvise, like where did you, you take some uh, uh, Well, well they, they had like some leftover malt from their Oktoberfest, like some German, some like really high quality German pills malt, trying I to think. get rid of? What are you, yeah. you guys for like a... I think so. Yeah. Well, so we use that. Well, well, like, let's, let's use yeah. that, dude. Yeah, yeah, nothing we, wrong with that. We, for a base malt, right? Yeah, yeah. We, we came what in... Made, what, what, go ahead. We came in kind of expecting just to use just like Vireman... Yeah. Oh yeah. Like just Vireman brand malts for all of them, yeah. and and they didn't they didn't have enough uh, in stock to do the whole recipe, and so it's just like, well, but we have the leftovers, like JP said from yeah. from their fest beer, and it's like, all right, let's use that. Oh, that sounds fun. And, and then kind of no. we we went in kind of picking that's what homebrewers do, right? Like, right. Look at oh what yeah. You got. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. that's exactly what it was. Yeah. And and we kind of wanted to use some new school German hops, but we didn't know what they would have, and so uh, they had a couple. And I think we we blended a couple. I don't remember. We, we used a Huel Melon. Right. Oh, yeah. So yeah. new hops. Yeah. It, it, new school German. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So and how many did you use that? Another one? Or did, uh, we used a couple. There I forget was at what least one were. other one. I don't remember what yeah. it was. But what do you mean? Would one be the signature hop that when you drink the beer, you, people uh, like I it? think the, the Huel Melon will be the one that I you'll so pick cool. out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. any people in beer are going to be able to try this in a lot of different places? Uh, well, it's going to be. It's a limited release because it was only on their pilot system. Which I yeah. think, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's, it's uh, but anyway, so we're gonna have uh, the the first Bay Area release party is at the Public House tomorrow, which is attached to the uh, AT and T Park or the yeah. Giants play. So we're gonna watch yeah. the the baseball game. Apparently, they're gonna score a lot of goals tomorrow or something. I don't know, uh, but I think it's gonna be there. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at the thing now. Uh, from five o'clock, there'll be a pregame party from five to seven. And I'm sure they'll pour it until they until they run out. So and apparently there's going to be a lot of other Sierra Nevada uh, beers there as well. So if you guys are in the SF Bay Area tomorrow from 5 to 7, swing by the public house. We're going to be there. We're all going to be there and hanging out and drinking slow clap, man. Um, here's the uh, – so yeah. we threw out a bunch of stupid names. Uh, and the, yeah. the slow clap was like, uh, you know, the, the kind of running joke. And I'm like, can we name this beer slow clap? And that kind of – that was right. kind of it. There was a list of things we knew that Ken Grossman would not let us. Yeah, like Negra, Nevada, which I thought was a pretty cool one. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so here's the, uh, here's oh, the oh, description. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Just yeah. one quick. 
What malt did you use? What did it make it uh, red? Like a Vienna Lager has? What, yeah. What was it? I forget. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Listen to the uh, the show. You were on the show. We were talking about it. We used some some uh, uh, light Munich. There you go, light I know, Munich. I know for Thank some you. color. Uh, Thank and I think yeah, I'm going to be drinking the beer before I hear the show again. So I want to be yeah. when I drink it. I'm going to go. Are you going to be there tomorrow night? Are you going to be there tomorrow night? No, I got we got a podcast. We might have thrown in a little bit of uh, what I forget what carafa they had, but they did have uh, one of the carafas. Dehuffed. I can't, but I can't remember if it was like so two red, or three. So red three. Up, so, so, yeah, so yeah. there is a little bit of carafa in there to redden it up as well. But so yeah, you, just a, a bit of Munich and some you have any, You don't have any idea how red it's going to be though until you see it. I, mean, I, the, I only red. saw it through uh, yeah, the transfer. Totally from, different. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. right. Yeah, I saw it through sure. the transfer what, from yeah. the louder yeah. to the kettle. That's the only time. We'll find out tomorrow. We'll find out tomorrow about five. So this is how cool the Sierra Nevada folks are. Number one. They they let us call it slow clap, which is just funny. I mean, it's not, it's not offensive, yeah. so I think yeah, it's just hilarious. So this is the write-up for the beer. Nice. <laughs> this classic spin on a Vienna lager builds flavor classic. like the swell of a rumbling applause, starting first with a complex semi-sweet malt body, then with a hint of spicy and fruit hop aroma, and finally with a crisp and refreshing finish and a perfect balance that is worthy of a standing ovation. <laughs> wow. Uh, 5.4% ABV, 24 IBUs, 12.2 Play-Doh, Tasty. There you go. Uh, that was the beginning gravity. The ending gravity is 22.6 Play-Doh. Doesn't make sense, does it? No, that's higher. They reversed that, didn't they? No, no, no 22 would be, like be way too high. Yeah, 12 would yeah, be a okay. good starting. Color is amber. Bittering hops, German Magnum. Finishing okay. hops, Huel Melon and Saphir. Oh, Malts yeah. were Vienna, Munich, Pilsner, and Carafa 3. Uh, oh. Yeast was the lager yeast. So, right. anyway, check it out. Slow clap, baby. Where, and you saw that on Sierra site? Just well, Google slow clap. No, they, they sent a, they sent the, the PDF yeah. Do you think their marketing <laughs> team really hates having to write all of those <laughs> I think, I think little so. blurbs for all but of the beer camp beers? I would, I, I, if I had to guess, which I clearly I do, I think they enjoyed this one. This was probably their favorite one, I yeah. think. They seemed to be getting into yeah. it there. Right. I know I would. I they didn't would know to take, put a period in there anywhere. They just kept, went, just kept going on and on. One day. And, and one. finally. And, <laughs> yeah. okay, so. Well, it's, you know, it's a very small like uh, you know thing. Anyway, public house, everybody. Come by. Check it out. It'll be cool. Hang out. I wish I could be there. Have I a slow pop with us. Uh, let's do some beer news, Warren. Okay. Where'd it go? It I, left. I it left know. me. Are we going to do it still? Yeah, we're going to do it. But what the fuck just happened to my thing, dude? Beer news? Uh, beer you want more to sing a song? What do, what do, what do? Uh, yeah, I do. Oh, here we go. Beer so what's news. new in beer? Got it. <coughs> yeah. Uh, so this was from like, <laughs> this is from two weeks ago. It's about the uh, the World Beer Cup Award. Eight bars of music. You got something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the World beer, Cup, beer? World beer Cup Awards were held recently in what is now being called the largest ever beer competition to date. Judges saw 6,500, almost 6,596 beers from 1,907 breweries around the globe, which is a 38.5 increase from the last competition two years ago. The judging panel included 253 judges representing 31 countries, evaluating beers across 96 distinct beer styles. 75% of these judges were from the outside, uh, outside the U.S., that's an insane competition. It's crazy. It's I wonder huge. what percent of like Alabama's gross national product <laughs> the shipping was to, to get that beer <laughs> Dude, there. Right? Yeah. Chris Swerzy, competition manager, World no of the World Beer Cup, says, uh, quote, judges commented throughout the week that overall beer quality continues to improve across the spectrum of world beer styles. While breweries may hold the awards, beer drinkers around the world are the true winners. 
I'm not feeling it. <laughs> I'm not feeling it. When do we get this? We, we all uh, can be winners. The best part of the awards night is to see the amount of BN guests winning medals. No doubt they learned heavily, heavily from our vast library of amazing information and top-notch presentation. The Rare Barrel, Eagle Rock, The Brewery, Flat Tail, Marin Brewing, the list goes on and on, and I'm too lazy to find out any others. Wow. Uh, it's, it's cool. I like watching. So we broadcast the awards like and we, we do every other year. And uh, it was neat then, seeing all these people. Kind of, you know, cruise through. It's like it's basically like looking through our archives. Nice. Huh. <laughs> All these Except people are coming up in Alabama, huh? I don't know. Where was? It? Am I a story behind? No, we're on the first story. I don't. Oh, I don't okay. know where you are. I thought. Never mind. I'm doing Twitter game right now. What? <laughs> Warren just laid that out there like a, like a big. He sounded like fart. ideal. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, the World Beer Cup Awards weren't the only thing to celebrate at the Craft Brewers Conference the other week. The Smithsonian National Museum of American History announced at the Craft Brewers Conference that it will launch a three-year initiative to collect, document, and preserve the history of brewing, craft brewers, and the beer industry in general to explore how the beverage and brewing connect to a larger theme in American history. Part of the Smithsonian Food History Project, this initiative is made possible through a donation from the Brewers Association. Well, send them your Zymergy article. <laughs> I think I will. <laughs> I think I will. That's not a bad idea. I think yeah. you should. <laughs> Tell them how, 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 how see, they, I, right. you put that on the timeline. You better get. Then they'll appreciate right. how what magnificent right? it was. I still have well, 100 copies. Okay, so. Yeah. And sit you, on those. You get it in there before that wood, wooden beer book. Yeah. That way they know yeah. what came Ooh, first. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, look, right. I'm sure the book is great, but fuck that book. I didn't write it. <laughs> no. And I've right. been on here for 11 years right. saying I will write the foreword to any book, and nobody has approached me right. with this. Yeah. And if we wrote down everything you said, it would at least fill a book that big. <laughs> it would definitely in the do last that. 10 years. Uh, this team will explore the unique connections between brewing and broader themes, including advertising, agriculture, industry, innovation, business, and community life. More information about the initiative and beer history at the museum is available at, uh, I don't know, look up Smithsonian whatever. <laughs> Just news. Just yeah, news, man. Right. Who cares? No one cares. No one gives a shit. No I give a shit. Anymore. Come on. Give me, you give got the comment. headline and a couple more sentences. You don't need the end of It's story. fine, right? I'm totally into this. Uh, did we talk about this? Russian River Brewing is finally going to expand again. Oh, oh it's official now? This? It's official. The company recently purchased a 16-acre plot of land in Windsor, which is yeah. about the size of the new Star Wars land going on in Disneyland, just north of Santa Rosa, <laughs> after an earlier site near Shiloh Road west of Highway 101 in Windsor fell through because of environmental issues. Mm. Whatever that means. The proposed 85,000-square-foot facility resembles similar projects, such as Sierra Nevada Brewing Company's Tap Room in Chico and Stone Brewing Company's San Diego Bistro and Garden. They are destination well, breweries for tourists as opposed to places for locals to stop in for a quick drink after work. Yes, tasty. That's interesting. So that, I was going to ask, so I was wondering, well, what format is it going to be? Is it going to be like a roughed out tap room, kind of a big hall? Or is yeah. it going to be a while, like it, for Stone? Or, it sounds uh, like it's going to yeah. be kind of stylized. Or is here like in Nevada, like that, well built out and kind of yeah. a. Well, and they've got 14 acres left after, like, they're going to put make a two-acre building. They've got 14 left. Are they going to grow hops? What else are they going to do? Maybe he's going to do, do like, you know, the, uh, yeah, yeah, like the old Sierra Nevada thing. What did you say, Doc? Cage fighting. So, Cage you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. When Pliny comes <laughs> out. Yeah. Was, think, if you want to wait in line for Pliny the Younger, you have to cage fight. Oh, yeah. what if they turn the other 14 acres into just like 
the the maze of lines <laughs> for so, finding the younger woman. They, they kind of they kind of hint at that. Did you read the whole thing? Because I, I think it's like I did self self guided tour. Yeah, that's one of the things they mentioned is going to be there. So. Uh, plans for the Russian River Brew Pub include oh, yeah. self guided tours by go. appointment and a oh. or, excuse me guided tours by appointment yeah. and a self guided tour along an elevated walkway that follows the brewing process down to the center of the brewery. The proposed structure would house a tasting room with growler fills and a sampling of beers, a gift shop with its own entrance, of course, and and a brew pub and restaurant that will seat 175 guests. Ample outdoor seating is planned, and the customers would be able to walk through a hop yard. There you go, and oh. a kitchen garden. It's like oh, as you grow your own lettuce bed. or whatever. I don't oh, know. Is that what that means? I guess there are also plans for a pet-friendly area, whatever, and benches set into the landscape for those strange folks who feel the need to stand in line for beer. So they're going to address some of those lines. Did by the article say pictures. that? No, I wrote oh. that. I added that last part. <laughs> All right. So when, uh, you know, roll the time forward to a Planet of the Younger release yeah. into the future. Yeah. Where's that going to be at? I would imagine here because they have tons of space. Still at the pub in Santa Rosa. Or both. Maybe they'll split so it. Really? They, I, they I, should I, split it. I, I do know that they really feel bad. For the regulars in Santa Rosa? Yeah. yeah. They've been going for years. Yeah. Well, it's turned into like a shit show, even like on a lot of weekdays. Yeah. Right. They can't sit in their regular area of the bar because there's like all these tourists there. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't. I haven't been there in years because I, I think I tried to go three times, uh, you know, in succinction, and I, I can't. It was an hour and a half to wait. Yeah. And I just don't want to do it. It's great yeah. beer. It's great food. It's totally worth it. I'd recommend everybody going, but you're you're waiting, and I just I don't want to do that. Yeah, we should have uh, a Vinny on. Uh, we need to soon, have him huh? on again. Yeah, totally. I, think if we, if we, I see him all the time. No, all the time. But I do see him. He goes, I need to get on your show. Like he's got a lot to say. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Well, oh. um, okay. Yeah. Let me know. We'll, we'll, we'll book him. Uh, and last but not least for the beard. Well, actually, it's not last. It's second to last. Hipsters everywhere are crying out in pain. Doc, it's 830. <laughs> <laughs> there were the times when we were at like 1030. Give me something exciting. You're all right. This is oh. exciting. For okay. Yeah, all right. Fine. Usually we're just Hips- Hipsters everywhere are crying out in pain, or they might be. For soon, the iconic thirst quencher of the bearded race may be no more. Maybe. Look, I can't make heads nor tails out of this article about Miller Coors trying to back out of a deal they made with Pabst Brewing to continue to brew PBR through 2020. Near as I can figure, Pabst is going to open a craft brewery at the site of their old plant, much of which has been converted to apartments and offices, which even has a hotel, apparently. The company will use the brewery to experiment with Pabst recipes for discontinued brands, such as Old Tankard Ale, Cloister Beer, and other beers made before Prohibition. There are old recipes in the Pabst archives at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee's Golda Meir Library and at the Milwaukee County Historical Society. Miller Coors announced it would be closing its Eden, North Carolina brewery, which Pabst says is the main Miller Coors facility for brewing Pabst products, and told Pabst it would no longer have sufficient beer production capacity to meet the agreement. The only way to continue the deal, Pabst claims it was told, was if the fee paid to Miller Coors after 2020 nearly tripled. Miller Coors claims to be making no money on brewing Pabst products, a claim which Pabst denies. So it sounds like Miller Coors is like, well, we're going to sell this product or sell this brewery. We can't make your product unless you pay us triple. So they're getting sued. Why are they getting? Because they had they had they had an agreement. Oh, they're backing out of they're backing out of an agreement and then saying, oh, well, uh, uh, otherwise we're going to back out unless you pay us triple of what you said you were going to pay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Very confusing to me. Last but not least, Doc. Yay. Shit. 
<laughs> that thing didn't refresh. Oh, what does that mean? So it might have already happened. <laughs> this is old news. No, what the fart, dude? Come on. Fox 5 San Diego. There we go. Stone Brewing Company to open a tap room oh, yeah. in Napa. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to Napa. Right. Uh, Stone Brewing plans to open a new tap room and brewery in a place uh, better known for their wine, the company announced Friday. Uh, they will open a, excuse me, they will be uh, soon begin renovations on the 10,000 square foot historic Boreo building in downtown Napa. The historic Boreo building is the perfect <laughs> space for us to put down our roots in Napa, said Greg Koch, Stone Brewing CEO and co-founder. Not, this is great. Not only is it literally made of stone. <laughs> it's one of downtown's most iconic links to the 19th century and a landmark that's been vacant for the past 15 years. Stone's newest outpost, located on 3rd and SoCal Avenue, will include a pilot brewing system, a dining experience, not just <laughs> serving dinner, but a dining experience, oh. growler that fill. there's a happy ending. Right, and stone merchandise. There are also plans for an outdoor seating area complete with communal tables, fire pits, and views overlooking downtown Napa. Uh, anticipated it's opening across the river. <laughs> yeah, anticipated opening in 2017. Uh, Stone Brewing Taproom Napa joins two expansion projects already underway for the growing community. Um, blah blah blah. There you go. Huh. That's beer news. Another yeah. brewery for Julian. So, yeah. Another brewery. You know, I it I I like the Stone people. So should we ask the but, other local breweries like Downtown Joe's and everybody? What do you think about? A big brewery moving in? Do you think it's better for the, the yeah, beer better community? For the community? It seems like Stone is kind of becoming what they are have been rallying against. Yeah. Which is like big, giant beer conglomerates making the same beers over and over again. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, Berlin, Asheville, where else are they? Is it Asheville or are they in Virginia? Oh, or uh, Richmond. Richmond. Richmond, yeah. Ber- Berlin, Richmond. San Diego, now Napa. It yeah. seems maybe like it two seems or like, three, three locations. Seems like they're growing. Oh yeah, they've got a bunch down there. Like a lot. I don't know. I mean, look, no, they're, no. they're in the they're in the business of selling beer, and that's great. Oh yeah, yeah it just seems weird to me. That's the Ramo. Yeah, which is fine. Totally fine. Definitely not yeah. slant. Please don't send me. E- please don't send me <laughs> feedback <laughs> emails oh, about now. how like I'm stupid just, and just, you oh. don't understand <laughs> commerce and whatever. You hate breweries growing. You see what was what? trending yesterday about Chris Black having a problem with Oscar Blues? I did, and and I read the he he uh, Chris Black owner of the Falling Rock uh, Tap House in in Denver, which is an amazing place. If you're ever in Denver, please stop by and, and uh, pinch his nipples for us. Uh, yeah, he rambled. He wrote an open letter to Oscar Blues folks, and I he drew a line in the sand. Well, and tell me what it was about because I think it was about. I think it was okay as long as he doesn't mind breweries having tap rooms, but when they come in and they also have other other beers besides their own. He considers that his, his, uh, yeah, that was it. So Oscar Blues, uh, they have a tap room, and then they're starting to sell other beers yeah. as well. And he considers that okay. competition because then they're essentially just another beer bar, not another just, beer bar, not not just serving their well, own I'm, beer. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. And he would argue like, well, I, I've been promoting and selling your beers for <laughs> years and years. Now this is what you think. You know, why would I want to buy any more of them? Yes, yeah. he's cut off. You know. Well, what I don't understand is in that same rant, he was saying that he doesn't mind competition and he doesn't mind other beer bars, and he's no. worked with other beer bars. As long so as it's a level it's, playing field. So mm. if it's just another beer bar, what does it matter? Well, yeah. you can. Well, but it, I, don't, I, I don't know. I'm not saying he's wrong. Yeah, no, you're, no, I get what you're saying. I can, yeah, that's a good point. That does make sense, but there's a difference between doing like coordinating an event with another beer bar versus serving another beer bar's product. 
because then people. So you're you're saying that people would see the Oscar Blues handle and then associate that with the beer bar instead of the brewery? Right. Well, like Falling Rock, let's say. Well, if if you're in the same market, you can go there instead, right? Right. Hmm. It's just another, uh, you're essentially promoting another place that has another destination. Yeah, which is like, back to the Um, the original article about downtown Joe's. I would venture to say that once the Stone Place opens up in... 2017, yeah. Uh, I'll be at Downtown Joe's more than ever because it'll be just another reason to go there. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get two stops instead of one. Exactly. Okay. I guess I don't look at life like that. <laughs> <laughs> Not that it's wrong. Well, but... the locals were as convenient to do that, and those they are really like three blocks from each other. Yeah. It's across the river, but they're like right both really close to it. Uh, and then at the same time, the field works opening up a tap room up there. Uh, Fieldwork in, in Berkeley in, yeah, is yeah. opening up. Oh wow! Uh, in October, it's like six blocks from uh, the Stone Place. Or wow. is it even listening? Huh. I think it's, uh, you were saying at the Oxbow Market. Yeah, was that you yeah. or was that Jay? No, next to you know Fanta Cafe. I is think there? it was Jay. Yeah, yeah, right next to Fanta Cafe. Yeah, it's a, the Oxbow Market. There's a bunch of different uh, coffee roasting and yeah, oysters, Hog Island oysters and yeah. shit like that yeah. in there. So it's a cool spot. Cool spot for a craft beer bar, right? Oh. Yeah. Taking over wine. Just their beers are just their beers only. They're not going to be having guest steps. Crazy craziness. Uh, all yeah. right, Warren. What was the Twitter game again, my friend? Uh, it was now that Justin's got all his free time, he's feeling uh, like he needs to give back, and so he's going to start a charity. Charity should be called so. Jason Petros uh, works too hard, and I'm going to give him money. Hmm. That's my uh, a contribution. So I'm going to put Isn't that it? in there. Okay. All right. That's one. All right. Um, and let's vote. On there's nobody voting. No oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No votes. No votes. Uh, we got we got Phil saying the Crosley Foundation offering augmentation to enhance needy strippers around the world. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tony says uh, he's promoting women's happiness with his charity. Sit on Justin's face. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Jim with a Y says, <laughs> "Single mom support network." Yeah. A lot of strippers. Um, yeah. Oh, single moms or strippers? I guess. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good part. Um, Austin says it doesn't matter. Over time, he'll just give up on it and pick up smoking. Who <laughs> was that? Austin. Yeah, Austin. Yeah. Uh, Ryan says, "Who's Justin?" <laughs> uh, Matt H H says. He still doesn't have money, so the charity would be for him. It's called Beers. <laughs> Brewers eliminating encumbrances for radio spokespeople. Jeez. Yeah. Complex. Acronyms. Yeah. Uh, you thought that one was complex. Here comes Eric <laughs> with justice under strict tyranny inside nations. Basically, it just spells Justin, <laughs> and he gets all the money. Okay. Um, Sounds great. Yeah. He signs his checks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, lastly, John says, anyone where he gets paid enough as a board member that he doesn't bitch about not having money anymore. That would be good. Yeah. That's a good gig. I think he might get that. He's, so, well, he's kind the- of a Charlie Manson's type, you know? Because <laughs> <laughs> he can control the people's minds. You know? right. yeah. yeah. Look at us. He'll be president in no time. Right. <laughs> Well, the only two that really struck out on, uh, stuck out on me was uh, Tony, uh, something about sitting on faces, and then mm-hmm. Austin. It doesn't matter. He's just going to end up smoking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anybody else want to add any other ones? No, that's not to me. Yeah. 
Or, uh, those are fine. Those are fine. Yes. Okay. So we have Tony. Re- do me a favor. Read those two again. Cause okay. I- Tony said uh, he's promoting women's happiness with his charity sitting on Justin's face. <laughs> okay. Uh, and you said Austin? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, it doesn't matter. Over time, he would give up on it and pick up smoking. I'm voting for Austin. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Yeah. Unanimous. Oh, ben wow. Gets two votes, and she's giving them both to Austin. Austin's Austin. the winner. At Agro Brew. Oh, shit. Yeah. Good job, Austin. You did it. Just because I would never, ever, ever vote for anything. <laughs> like, bleh. Yeah, right, Beth? Yeah. You don't, no, li- I feel you don't, Ill. You don't like women being happy? <laughs> yeah. Every minute, the boss? No, I want women to, to be happy. That's not the path to happiness. <laughs> I saw some commercial where it's like some chick who's talking about herself and she calls herself an advocate for women. And I'm like, who, what does that even mean? Who, who is, what's the opposite of being an advocate? Who's not? Right. That's, that's my point. <laughs> I don't like women. Right. Who's, who's the opposite? Well, what's, what's, what's the opposite of an advocate? Someone who wants to like restrict women? Yeah. Someone. Take the vote away from them. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. The Middle East? I can't no. guess. She's anti-Middle East. Oh, anyway, as be because she's an advocate. No, you can't have that. And I said, oh, oh don't, don't go there. No, don't go there. Uh, all right, Warren, are you ready to uh, get us out of here? Yeah, I'm I'm ready. All right. Thanks, everybody, for uh, hanging out with us. Uh, thank you to Marshall from Bulosophy.com. Check him out if you guys are interested in what's going on in the homebrew world. Uh, again, come to the Slow Clap event tomorrow at the uh, Public House, 5 o'clock. Yeah. Um, also, don't forget, tickets are still on sale for not only BNA11 at BNA11.eventbrite.com, but also for the AHA for home. HomebrewCon. Uh, go to homebrewcon.com. Come hang out with us in beautiful Baltimore. Here, it's kind of right by the water. It's supposed to be really cool. Jay toured the place a couple weeks ago when he was out there looking at the BNA 11 event. Uh, so it should be really cool, man. I'm stoked about it. Also, check out other shows. We have uh, we have Dr. Homebrew, of course. We have Brewing with Style. And everything else really doesn't matter. Warren, you ready? Still ready. <laughs> Still. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Marshall from Brewlosophy Skyped in and was rocking our world and crushing our self-confidence with his experiments. Merge your love of Disneyland with your lack of engaging podcasts and go to earsuppodcast.com. As JP, Terrence, Bevo, and Taryn talk about all things Disney. Go check out Moscow's Hop Cartoons over at hoplifestore.com. And get on Twitter for some good beer insight and homebrew info. Follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew, Mike McDole at Tasty McD, JP at Major Jip, and Warren is adding to the noise over at Another Beardy. Tonight's show was produced and hosted by JP, I think, and Bevo was triangulating. Be sure to follow the Bring Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Sky and winning the race, JP. <laughs>